Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Folks, welcome to another edition of the Record Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics. I'm joined by two very sexy individuals. I got my guy, well, thank you. Psych, my man Evan is here joining up. He got, he moved, he got moved up. You know what I'm saying? Right now, next to me, and I got my guy, the sexiest guy in Rochester, my guy. This is the man, Z-Bot. What's happening, Z-Bot? Carolina, well, you're watching you boys representing Caroline. Caroline. Caroline shows a lot of love. She watches all shows that you do. I know. This one was a little last minute, though. I don't even think I told her. She had a busy day today. I think she's passed out. We'll cut her some slack. But Well, listen, <laughs> she will find out, and she will join. And I know it because she sends, she sends you mad love. So I love every bit about it. Uh, Evan's here. You gentlemen joined uh, camp today. You guys will have lots to talk about. I'm sure we're going to have uh, a lot of questions from some folks watching. For those that are tuned in from the Facebook crew, salute to you guys. For those tuned in from the YouTube, salute to you guys as you fill in the room. And we are live on Twitter as well. Second time. I'm not a big fan of Twitter, but you know what? Twitter, we, we, is, we're here. So you might as well show some love. I'm so if you got calm down on Twitter, man. That's the ah, best know, social app. That just doesn't, it doesn't, you're a big, it you're a big Instagram story guy. You love yeah. the Insta stories. It, the Insta stories, bro. Uh, listen, it's, it's about the kids. And it's about food. Yeah. If you if you see me, man, yo, Instagram's got these, that. You know, listen, I made these bomb ass steaks. Let me tell you, sir, can I, I, can, I can I get into a story? Can I get yeah, into a story? Please, listen. I I I love to cook. I am, dude. Like the last, I'd say the last like four or five years, I've kind of taken the role of just doing the cooking. I love doing it, but like I've been the main person cooking in the crib because I just like to do it. Mm. And barbecuing is is a, it's it's an art you can't just get a barbecue and slap meat on there and then you know what i mean time it out and take it off you just can't steaks are an expensive piece of meat first and foremost and you can't just slap it on and time it because you always hear it three minutes here get your crisscrosses another three minutes get it on the other side and i always overdo it so i got myself a freaking thermometer a meat thermometer what a difference maker what a difference that's maker. A, that's I'm, a purchase you're never going back i'm Never going back. I'm nah. poking. It's going to sound weird like I say this, but I'm poking that meat, right? Just to make sure that that temperature is just right. And it was. And I'll tell you, my wife was like, yo, this is it. Even the kids. One of my daughters is brutally honest. She'll tell me, ooh, daddy, this is a little dry. Hurts to the core. But nah, this time yeah. she was like, wow, this is really good. So meat thermometer, I'm telling you right now, is the wave. I don't know what took me so long. I've been eyeballing my steaks, eyeballing chicken on the damn grill this whole damn time. Meat thermometer. Way to go. Anyway, I don't know. You know what? You know what? What kind do you have? Meat thermometer. Uh, I just picked up a generic one on uh, on uh, on on the old Amazon that I've been watching for a while. And they went on sale. And I was like, there it is. Look okay. it off the wish list. Well, I got a I got a I got a gift for you when you come up for the game, then let's just say that. I got something <laughs> that might take that newfound love 
to a whole other level. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. So I got myself a nice barbecue. I got my meat thermometer. The one thing that I do want to get the wifey is hating heavy is a smoker. I would love to get myself a smoker, not a big one, just one, just to the side. And if I want to, you know, say smoke the meat. Yep. You could do that, but right now I'm a chill. I'm gonna just use. Well, my I'll tell you this: I, for work, we had to film a uh, a small one, right? So th- there's very there's various levels to these smokers. You can get really crazy with it, but the one you're talking about, it's perfect. It's like this: it's smaller than a grill, and you can do a bunch of stuff with it. You just throw the wood in, you throw your stuff in, let it rock for the day, and you're golden. I mean, you you don't need anything crazy, and they're not they're not expensive either. All right, listen. I'll take your word for it. You but see hey, Mr. Harrison is- coming in here, by the way, he's on to something about that gift that I got for you. So now you need to really, really get on your horse about getting up here for the for the opener. Hey, well, listen, that's what we're working on right now. We're working out right now to try to get to the home opener. Uh, but folks, before we get into anything, we always talk about things that are going on around the league. Uh, so let's get into it. The first story that I have going on right now is the Browns and Deshaun Watson. So the Browns are like, F it, man. Whether he's getting suspended, whether he's not getting suspended, we are going to play him in the preseason games until up until week seven, until the decision is made by Mr. The Commissioner Goodell. Uh, really, I mean, we've talked about this Deshaun thing at length. I'm 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 over it. You know what I'm saying? Give the damn the give him his punishment and call it a day. And then when he serves it, he's back playing the football. Um, but how do you guys feel about him playing the preseason games? Uh, are you in for it? Are you like, nah, I don't really give a damn. Who gives? It's it's Watson. What are your thoughts? I'll, I'll start with Evan. Evan, talk to me, man. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy in Deshaun Watson who basically sat out the entire 2021 NFL season. And, you know, he's coming into a new offense, you know, coached by Kevin Stefanski. And there's some new receivers in this offense as well. Uh, you have Amari Cooper, Cooper coming in, mm-hmm. right? You're going to have an emerged uh, David Njoku. Uh, Donovan's Peoples-Jones is going to take another role. Uh, you have Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. And, you know, Deshaun Watson is going to have to get tight and really, you know, create a lot of chemistry with these players. And I think he's going to have to take those meaningful reps in preseason. This isn't a guy like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, where they're already solidified within their system and they can just kind of relax, maybe play one drive, but, you know, just relax and just kind of work you know, behind the scenes on, in practice, you know, before game time, Deshaun Watson, you know, has been playing during camp and he's, you know, had some good connections with guys like DPJ, et cetera. But, you know, you got to get those valuable reps in game time situations. And I think he's going to have to do that throughout preseason. And they're, they're playing Watson throughout preseason, which I think is a smart move. I like that. Uh, Zeba, you care for it? Listen, oh, I, I I could go on all day about whether I care for it or not as far as him as the person and the situation is concerned. But uh, listen, you want to talk about a guy who absolutely needs to play in the preseason. It's Deshaun Watson. We're going on almost two years since he's played a meaningful snap of football on a live football field in a professional setting. He sat out the entire year last season. So the last time we have seen him on the field, we're going on two years. Not only that. But you got to you got to imagine the mental impact that this entire situation has had on him. Not only that, but the expectations to live up to an absolutely monumental, historic contract that could have ripples throughout the league for years to come when it comes to guaranteed money and paying a quarterback. There is a lot on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson. And uh, when I take a look at it from the perspective of the Cleveland Browns, 
I need to make sure that when he is ready to go, at least he has some reps in him out on the field to be able to carry him into regulation play. Because even if he doesn't, you know, the NFL is appealing this ruling right now. And the way things look, the six-game suspension might just be a placeholder. It could very well be longer. But let's just say hypothetically, you know, it stays at the six-game mark. If you look at the games that he has to get into, that he has to play as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, when he does return, it is no easy task. He starts off with the Baltimore Ravens. He's got to play the Bengals. He's got to play the Dolphins and then our Bills. It is an uphill climb for the Browns in general, let alone Deshaun Watson, who we all know he's capable of being a top five quarterback in this league. But I said on my show just a couple of days ago, football is kind of like dog years. And when you take two years off like he has up until this point and you add on top of the fact or that fact that he has been dealing with all of this off-field stuff, it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table. And playing in the preseason, you got to think, gives him at least some benefit uh, moving forward. And I'm going to I'm gonna agree with both you guys, man. It's it's you got A lot of people have been talking about how he probably won't be as good anymore and he hasn't played in over a year. So there's a lot of rust he's going to have to shake off. Yes, Although it's preseason, uh, how much they allow him to play. I mean, that they can't allow him to play too long either because that is something that they've invested a lot of money into. So just because you know he's going to get suspended doesn't mean that you want to risk him getting injured. So, But you also want to see what he presents and gives you on the field. I mean, Watson is an elite player, so I'm sure he's going to show up. But uh, very interesting that the the Browns decide to uh, to jump in and, uh, and, uh, and give him that opportunity to play. Uh, Speaking of opportunity to play, Kenny Pickett might have an opportunity to play for the damn Steelers because right now, Trubisky ain't looking so hot. Did we anticipate? I'm gonna go to my man Rev here. Did we? Uh, Rev, I said Rev. My man Zbot. Did we anticipate that Trubisky would struggle, or did you? Did you have an idea that maybe you know, it's his job and he'll probably be the week one starter and that's a good fit for him? Or did you feel that maybe he could be pushed by the rookie? Look, everybody in here, we're 100 deep right now. Shout out everybody watching on this Thursday night before the game kicks off. We're in a rain delay for the Hall of Fame football game tonight. Everybody in here knows I'm I'm never wrong, right? I'm right 99.99% of the time. But when I am occasionally wrong, I will have to be the bigger person, of course, and admit it. And if you remember correctly, I had said that this was a massive get for the Pittsburgh Steelers without having a legitimate replacement for Big Ben after his retirement. I thought... I thought what the Steelers had done this offseason, going out and getting Mitch Trubisky, who I have felt, you know, you look around the league here and see other guys who get opportunities, and you compare him to Mitch Trubisky. I thought, is Mitch Trubisky truly any worse than a few of these other guys who are starting right now or close mm. to it, right? Especially, like, you look at the situation in Seattle. And I looked at the, you know, I looked at what I felt to be, you know, a, a really tough situation for both parties. And I thought to myself, well, would I rather have Drew Locke starting for my football team or Mitch Trubisky. And I'm taking Mitch Trubisky. I also looked at Pittsburgh and I said, well, if you can make the playoffs with big Ben, three quarters of the way out the door, you got to think Mitch Trubisky makes them a better team. And based on what we're hearing early on here out of camp, I could not have been more wrong. There was a story that came out that Mitch Trubisky, he missed on 16 consecutive reps inside the red zone in a drill he missed on his throw 16 consecutive times i'd have to imagine any one of us here could at least make a completion 
in 16 attempts, whether it be a dump off Mahomes dump. Yeah, one of those little dump throws to the running back right in front of you. I have no idea how you could possibly kick the year off that poorly. But if I'm in Pittsburgh right now and I'm looking at, you know, the situation moving forward and I have a guy like Kenny Pickett who potentially could be the future of this franchise and then I see Mitch Trubisky doing that, I feel like you'd have no choice but to go with Kenny Pickett and, and oh, start the future now. Already? Woo! Uh, I'm going to go to uh, – listen, Evan – Give me, give me a glimmer of hope. Give me a glimmer of hope for Mitchell Trubisky. Well, all right. So, all right. So, I'm just going to basically kind of state it out like this. I'm not too worried for Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh. There's just too many weapons around that guy for him to, okay. you know, just tank and foul. I mean, okay. you got guys like Chase Claypool, uh, first round pick, and George Pickens. They just extended one of the top receivers in the game in Deontay Johnson. They drafted Najee Harris last year. They got one of the top young tight ends in Pat Fryer. Right there. You got five playmakers that you can get the ball to uh, easily. Now, do I think that Trubisky is going to be the franchise leading savior quarterback uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, I don't think he is. But I think he can be serviceable enough to when maybe a guy like Kenny Pickett needs to come in. He'll do that. Uh, Hearing that he missed 16 consecutive throws in the red zone uh, in camp just a, a while ago is not good to hear because when you look at some of the Bills camp, you see guys like Case Keenum and Matt Barkley making dump throws to the running backs in the in the red zone, even though, you know, obviously they're not on the level of Mitch Trubisky. Right. But here, I'm going to throw a little curveball for you here. There was also a little bit of reports saying that, you know, it's, it's, it is Trubisky's, you know, battle to lose. Like Trubisky is, as of right now, the starting quarterback, but it is his battle to lose. They still have a guy in that quarterback room with the name of Mason Rudolph. Stop it. Who has been in that system. Yeah, I'm I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Mason Rudolph has been in that system for a few years now. For some reason, Mike Tomlin likes him, even though he got bashed in the head a few times by Miles Garrett's helmet. Uh, Mason Rudolph is still a quarterback within that system that is competent enough for Mike Tomlin's liking. And if Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky isn't living up to the, to the standards that Mike Tomlin wants out of a starting quarterback, I wouldn't be surprised if week one you see a guy like uh, Mason Rudolph taking, you know, first team reps for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Lovely to hear that you mentioned Mason Rudolph. Uh, it's funny because I was like, I know, I know he sucks, but man, when the draft where Allen was drafted, thank goodness. Um, I was, I was, I was like, man, maybe, maybe we'll get Mason Rudolph. I'm like, oh, could you imagine? I was like, okay. Cause I thought Josh Rosen was going to be the guy. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We took Josh. Allen. Okay, cool. But I was ready to settle. For Mason Rudolph, if we didn't get Lamar Jackson or that, my goodness. So uh, good on that. Didn't Mason Rudolph lose competition to uh, Duck Hodges for crying a lot a couple years back? So, like, you mean to tell me that? Yeah, they were flip-flopping back and forth. I am buying it. Evan, you did your very best. I I did say try to talk him up uh, to Risky, but then you brought up Mason Rudolph. So maybe you don't have any trust in my guy. Trubisky. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, I've just I've just been taking what I've been hearing out of Steelers camp that if there is a last second desperation desperation pull within the quarterback room, they wouldn't be opposed to going back to Mason Rudolph just because he has the system under his belt probably better than Trubisky and Pickett as of right now. Well, you know, at the end of the day, too, Mike Tomlin never once in his career has had a losing record. If there's somebody who can kind of tuck under the rug, so to speak, the the failures 
at the quarterback position, it's probably the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Big Ben the last two years was egregiously bad, and they still were in the thick of things both both years. So I, I don't even know if it – I mean, it definitely matters as far as if you want to actually compete at the higher level. But when you take a look at the Steelers in general, they, they almost always find a way to make it happen no matter what the situation is. So it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out depending on who's starting. But this year in particular with the AFC being the way it is, and that division is no okay. joke. No, They're going to need to figure it out quick. Well, here, so here it is. I, I just I just wanted to look up just to kind of see more news on Mason Rudolph. This was reported by uh, Sports Illustrated. Steelers quarterback notebook, Mason Rudolph gets first team reps. First team reps? My gosh. I guess it really This was a day ago. This was a day ago. So it goes, yeah, Rudolph and Trubisky split reps just about down the middle with Trubisky taking seven shots work, uh, and then the two splitting the time the rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you, Rico. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, you know how to do that. Uh, well, listen. I'll That's tell you this much. Game. I'll tell you this much. Uh, they're, they're, they've got a mess on their hands uh, over there in uh, in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, also has a mess on their hands. Those those two bozos uh, that thought, <laughs> that thought that they could clap back at your boy me Rev and my man Ziba, but boy did they fail. I mean, shoot. I mean, I I I heard they had a clap back. I don't know if it's even worthy to even call it a clap back. Uh, but apparently they liked you, but. They had you. Your, they had your mother. Yeah, they, like I said, um, I just, I am the most non-confrontational person. But man, these dolphins, these dolphins are eating at me this offseason. I don't know what it is, but I was, uh, I was uh, informed that they spent quite a, quite a few minutes of their show uh, this past week dissecting my post game. And, and, and this is where you, and you both will know they were dissecting my post game reaction to Bill's chiefs division. Oh, that's weak. That's weak. And uh, yeah. for those who remember, that was essentially a two hour funeral. Right. So um, it got to the, it got to that point in the show. And I go, I, I, I cannot possibly sit and watch people critique me reacting to that game because it's bad enough you your know, emotions myself relive it let alone people piling on top of it so absolutely who the absolutely. hell knows i probably will never watch it but i will say the portion in which i did watch i'm not entirely sure who uh, amongst the trio of guys that were on the show said this but somebody went as far as to say the bills could potentially finish fourth in the division if perhaps Josh Allen uh, just gets some phantom injury. I mean, I could say that about, couldn't you say that about any team ever in any sport? Absolutely. You know, if your best player gets hurt, yeah, you're more than likely not going to do as well as if he didn't get hurt. So I just, I don't, I don't know. I think their argument, their argument too was that like if Josh Allen were to go down, they're done, they're done. And if we were to lose Tua, that's the problem. That's the that's there lies is, the is Case Keenum still not a viable quarterback in that division? If Josh Allen were to disappear tomorrow, I, I, I you tell you. me because I I gotta tell you I think he'd do just fine. The same Case Keenum that took the the Vikings to the playoffs and you know saying it almost made a run, but you got these you got Teddy one of Bridgewater. My, it's one, one of my favorite. Battle it out. One of Listen. my favorite clips ever. I got to just say this real quick. Every time I hear Case Keenum. So Case Keenum, Minneapolis Miracle with the, uh, oh, I'm getting a FaceTime. If you can hear that, apologies. So Case Keenum, <laughs> Minneapolis Miracle uh, to our boy Diggs. 
And that was when Kirk Cousins was hurt. And, you know, so it was Keith Keenum all of a sudden, man, shit, they're going to the NFC championship. Right. And so it was being broadcasted by Fox. And you have to listen real closely to hear this. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm getting you. Can you hear that? Maybe the Dolphins guys are trying to get you. No kidding. But what, I, what I'm getting at here is during that during that uh, segment, they're transitioning to the commercial break after the game. And Joe Buck, it's on Fox. Joe Buck goes. And Case Keenum leads the Vikings to the NFC Championship. And, and you can hear, you can hear Troy Aikman just start dying laughing. Oh, Joe man. Buck goes, and Case Keenum and <laughs> just starts dying. You got to go watch the end of the Minneapolis Miracle to pick it up because no one ever said anything about it. But I watched it over and over again, and I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know why this is so funny, but it is. It was hilarious. Listen, that that same year that Case Keenum took the Vikings to the playoffs, Bortles was one of the other quarterbacks that that had the Jaguars up in the playoffs. Like, dude, there there were four quarterbacks that were were left in the playoffs were just quarterbacks. You're like, I know. That's you remember year. that year? That was a oh crazy year. It, w- it was a crazy year. Uh, you what else? You know what? Something else is kind of crazy. Uh, you wanted to, to touch on something about merchandise. I did, and, and it had you kind of feeling kind of crazy. So the floor is yours. Talk on it. I'm a big merch guy. Uh, huge, just a degenerate collector when it comes to um, things that I like. I, I, I spent a lot of money on very frivolous, stupid things that are collectibles. Um, very much into the Bills collection, Dave Matthews, uh, South Park, and Spider-Man. Those are my four. I'm a little bit, I'm a, I, I don't know if I give it off that much, but I got this nerdy side to me, and that really comes out when it comes down to like, I don't know, man, like action figures, toys, you know, you name it. You kid at heart, right? Mm-hmm. So naturally, I'm just, I'm, I'm like a moth to the flame when it comes to the merch, man. I love it. I love, you know, browsing around. What do they got? What's new this year? And one of my favorite things that I always loved about training camp at St. John Fisher is they would, they would put up a massive carnival-sized tent. I mean, it's crazy how big this thing was. You know, air conditioning, the whole nine. I mean, this tent is as industrial as it gets. It's essentially like another home or another building, but it's just, uh, you know, a tent. And inside of it, they would set up a, basically a pseudo bill store. If you've ever been to the bill store at the Ralph, it's massive, it's gorgeous, and they got everything you could imagine that has a Bills logo on it uh, for sale. That's I always loved that. And they also had like side memorabilia, you know, through the moon, you name it, they had it in there. And me and my dad walk in today, into the uh into the practice and they did away with it gonzo they no longer have the massive merch tent they replaced it with two trailers that pretty much only sell jerseys hats and like mini helmets and they only had two of those there was nothing like it was nothing there that they had in comparison to what it used to be right my only thought was i'm guessing they scaled it down to the things that people bought the most and the rest of the stuff is just online or whatever. But I just, I, I always thought that was a cool draw having that big, cause in, in Rochester, we don't have the bill store or anything similar to it. Like there is out in Buffalo. So in that, you know, that particular aspect of it was unique to me. You don't get to do that in Rochester often, but they did away with it. And that to me really pissed me the hell off. I was looking forward to going in there and walking around and they didn't have it. So, yeah, I got actually uh, – I got a got small a story about some merchandise too. 
I got a small uh, story about merchandise too. You mentioned like how they don't carry the bigger items uh, just because, you know, they had those small little like trucks with uh, just a bunch of smaller size merchandise. Um, one of the guys was like, Hey, do you have this bigger size flag? And he, and there was a, they had like a three by five. I don't know exactly what size he wanted, but he wanted a bigger size bills flag. Then they go, Oh no, that's at our, um, that's at our main store in Buffalo. You'd have to, you'd have to either order it online or go all the way to Buffalo make that hour and a half drive just to get that little flag you want. They got to make it more. And I, and, and I, you know, I'm not saying like they have to open up a year round store um, like that in Rochester, but like, it's nice just for camp. It's just another amenity that makes it better. And yeah. don't get me wrong. They do a, they do a great job there with oh, the, you yeah, know, all the, yeah, the, the sure. kids stuff, the food trucks, the food, the lemonade, um, you know, just everything in general with the fans. But man, that tent, that's just iconic. Tell me, like I remember, right? Wasn't that what? That, that's a good way to put it. It almost symbolized yeah. the camp because it, not only that, Rico, because you, you haven't been, right? Obviously, yeah. that's it. You, you also, and I'm sure Evan, you remember this. That's how you entered the practice. Yes. In order to get into the practice, and it was genius because they forced you to walk through that merch tent. You have to. God knows I'm going to get distracted. Next thing you know, the credit card's being swiped. <laughs> you had to walk through there. And that's gone now. You just walk in and then you go to the field. So I always thought it was a cool way to kick the day off because you walk in and you're immediately surrounded by this whole like presence of, of you know, of like Bill's fanhood, right? And that's it, the whole it, success. Yeah, it gives you actual vibes of the Orchard Park Bill store. And exactly. there's just one more thing I want to note while we're on this like little side topic with like merchandise and stuff. So you know those like kind of cutout things you they have where you can like kind of plop your face in it. You oh, take I know a picture. where you're going with this. Yeah, you're not gonna believe who they have still at training camp. Rico, I want you to take a guess. No, no, that's at my yeah, I, part of my collection. I told you I collect stuff. I got the Peterman cutout in the in the Rico, base. That doesn't, Rico. I want you to take a guess of what like high end Bills player that used to be on the roster years ago that is still there as a cutout for like little kids to take pictures in fred jackson no i wish i'd take a picture in that that'd be cool yeah okay it's so, number 14 oh really fitzy mm -hmm. no oh i really wish they had that i would have been all over that number 14 so who else is number 14 uh who the heck who else he's been making the rounds in the league recently in past round he thought he was going to be the savior in the air game that's <laughs> the round uh, who's number 14? You got thought he was going to uh, be the second coming to Andre Reeve when we drafted him. Wore orange I'm and white I'm in college. I'm drawing right now. I'm drawing should, I, should I tell him? Clemson grad. Keep it going. Really? It's Dreadlocks. Not Dreadlocks. Name Roosevelt. I'm trying. No, he went to Man, What else old. could you even say at this point? Mr. Poppinkle frequently injured. Yes, very frequently injured. Oh my injured. god, the lizard. Or he calls himself the lizard or whatever the hell he is. Sammy Watkins. Swatkins. Yes. Why? So well, like, I don't know. So, so it's funny because when you take a look over Sammy. to the right, like like to the right in my from my point of view, I see 14. I'm like, oh, that that's Stefan Diggs. But then you take a look at it, it's got like the dreadlocks on the yeah. side. Like that's Sammy yeah. Watkins. I, I will it's, say this it's, it's Watkins. I will say this though, if you're if they when's the last time they're at St. John Fisher? Like a couple years back, like a year. Like, I think it's been all like three years. Yeah. You know what I mean, so like 
they're a little rusty. So they, they got to, you know, saying they got to, they, they got to. Yeah, you know, they wipe the cobwebs off that thing just for this weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there's like three of them. There's three of them. I know. There's like two or three of them just around. And it's hilarious because he's been off the team since 2017. Here, you know, it's, they need to put, they need to put me in charge of this because some because for somebody who knows what they're gonna make a killing on, I'd be the perfect guy. The one thing I would do that they're not doing enough of, I would have Josh Allen's face or seventeen on everything down to the napkins. I mean, that is what it yeah. all comes down to. There, you you look at what happens after the practice ends. The way it is, it's it, the way Peter King put it is essentially perfect. Maybe not on the scale of what the Beatles are, but in Buffalo and Rochester, Josh Allen is Paul McCartney, right? And when we're at the stadium here during practice and the practice ends, everybody's waiting for the autographs, right? But you right. don't know exactly where Josh Allen will go. So people line up in droves on different sides of the field, anticipating where he might go. So today, I tweeted out the video on the Fanatics page, but you might not be able to tell exactly how much hype there really was. But the second he turned around to go to the one side, which was the far end zone, the entire the not only did they were were they like oh we're gonna get an autograph the entire crowd of people along the fence start cheering like you know the Beatles just walked on stage ready to take the set and that was just because he turned in the direction to Ooh. walk their way. <laughs> I mean that's just what it is at this You're point, right? right? And I love it because that that means it, things are going well. But if I'm the merch team, man, I mean we gotta be cashing in on that. Ja is the face, and like someone just said in here. Uh, they'd buy a they'd buy a Josh Allen napkin. Who the hell wouldn't? I know I'd have a set or two over in the kitchen. Why not? Well, Jason Taylor wants to know who would be on the toilet paper. Ooh, um, man, we could have a variety <laughs> of options there if you'd like. Um, I, I I got a nice one. You have to go blown up here, man. No, uh, Mr. Bobby Hart, because uh, you know, yo, this guy's valid reason. Bobby Hart. <laughs> I Yo, never Carlos, Caroline, your man is busy. He's going to be busy for another half hour to 45 minutes. I, I promise you, you can have him back God. after. <laughs> Nobody well, ever calls me. Now, all of a sudden, I'm getting blown up. Maybe maybe it's the, I don't know, maybe it's, yo, come on with it. Not on purpose. That's exactly right. Yeah, you didn't pick up, so she's going to keep calling your ass. Well, Caroline's not the one calling right now. Now she's going to get suspicious. There you go. <laughs> so <laughs> Now, to kind of go on a, on a lighthearted note, uh, there was something that happened at camp today that uh, I, it actually spoke uh, it spoke to me a lot, um, and it's uh, and I thought it was really cool. So for me, without even explaining uh, the ex expl going into explanation, I'll just play the clip and I'll let you guys see it for yourself. Let me just cue this bad boy up, and then uh, then I, then I'll, I'll go into my little thing here afterwards. <laughs> So let me tell you what's really cool about this video. So this young boy by the name of Aiden Laberty, I hope I'm pronouncing his last name correctly, um, recently had his father pass away. Um, not sure the details, uh, but this young man, this young this young boy was in the stands and Diggs, I guess, caught wind of uh, of that news and brought that little boy over and had had a moment with him. And you don't realize how how uh, impactful moments in your lives are and i think that was really cool and, and it impacts me because i lost my father at nine years old right so at nine you're a mere little boy right there's so many things you can learn from your pops as you 
you get older for you mean like the cliche things like shaving and driving and all those little things right and this young boy gets gets brought to training camp and he gets to meet one of the superstars on this team and you never know what that little moment could do for such a young little boy and he can grow up you know what I'm in the league because of you. You might see this young Aiden in the league or do something special. Um, and I thought that was a, such a special moment because life is so short. Things can happen really quickly and be taken away. But this little moment that Stefan Diggs cut aside for this young boy was truly amazing. And I, I that touches me. And I'm sure it touches a whole lot of people. And these are training camp what it's all about, right? When you can, you don't have these opportunities all the time, and these guys are close to you. You can talk to them, and once the season starts, you can't have that. So this was super cool. Yo, big big shout out to uh, to my man Stefan Diggs, and I mean, you guys see the relationship Stefan Diggs has with his brother, and I believe their father isn't in their lives anymore. So it's like a double whammy, man. He knows what that feels like, uh, and he and you know the relationship that he has. Uh, with his brother so this is really cool to see stefan diggs uh come out and and make that happen so salute to a stefan diggs salute to the bills and the whole organization man it's like it's it's a plus run from brandon b pagulas all the way down to freaking the groundskeepers you saw ball digger was talking about how the groundkeepers today were working as a team filling in the divots of the ground so salute to this whole damn organization this was a very cool moment i had to show love because that was that was super dope and uh, with that being said, hold on, I got to get in on that because I think I know because I love this. To me, it's the most underrated aspect of an organization. And I talk about it time and time again. I mean, if you've spent any time at all ever watching me, uh, you know, on this platform, you have probably heard once or twice me harp on a situation exactly like this. And this isn't even the first example of, of, of a situation like this at this year's camp. Just last week, there was two kids who were at the camp from the boys and girls club who were in the autograph line, who didn't have any bills merchandise to get signed by Josh Allen. So Josh Allen takes off his own cleats from his own feet, signs each cleat and gives each one of those boys a signed cleat. And to Rico's point, you think they'll ever forget that? No. When Rico, Evan and I were at the West Her media day and this particular moment, I'll never forget because just, just because I already had so much respect for Deion Dawkins, I already looked at that guy and I, I, I told him this when I interviewed him last year, I said, your personality is second to none. And I asked him about it. And he told me flat out that he'd be the same person today. If he wasn't in the NFL as he is right now as an ascending superstar in this league. That was right after the shooting at, at the, the, the Topps grocery store. And Rico and I were getting set to interview Deion Dawkins, and we couldn't. And he told us, boys, I'd love, to, I'd love to sit down with you guys. And believe me, nobody loves the Fanatics more than Dawkins. But he couldn't because he was on his way to attend a little boy's birthday party whose father was just killed in that shooting in Buffalo. And on top of that, speaking of that shooting, Stefan Diggs, another example, he flew in to be at that ritual at the, at the grocery store from across the country to be with his team. The entire bills organization was at that, was at that memorial at the grocery store. And I'll tell you another thing. I think a lot of this is not only spearheaded, of course, at the top of the organization, but the face of the of the organization, who I was just talking about with the merch. Yeah, I was joking around a little bit, but it's 100% true. Josh Allen is the face of this organization, and you are represented by your quarterback, whether you believe it or not. And Josh Allen, 
he is everything right with athletes and he is everything right with the way that you want to be represented when it comes to being in the limelight. And he was the one who spearheaded that whole team to be there. And I thought nobody said it more. uh, Nobody said it better than Peter King, not to bring him up again, but he was talking uh, on a radio show that I was listening to about Josh Allen and about that moment where he compared him to the Beatles, as far as the crowd cheering him on at training camp. And he said the exact same thing. He talked about Josh Allen leading the entire organization in that tragedy to the the grocery store. And he said that not only has Josh Allen ascended on the field, but he has also become an icon in the city of Buffalo. And that folks can only be done when you have the whole package. It doesn't just get done on the field. You have got to be a model citizen and an accurate representation of what you want as a leader and a face of an organization. Josh Allen is exactly that, and it goes all the way down the line in this organization. 100% well said, Zbot. And uh, what an organization that we have, man. Just like, what, eight to, we'll say 10 years ago, man, we were just wondering, when are we ever going to get our freaking franchise quarterback? Yeah, yeah, I know lead us somewhere and now we're sitting here training camp is just getting sold out tickets you can't find any tickets anywhere and the 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 anticipation for such a great season is is mounting and it's getting, and you, it's getting higher yeah, here we go do you know this is the first year that they did tickets for a morning practice they used to only have the tickets for the night practice that's how crazy this has gotten because that's how i, I think not only is it because they're good Rico, but to what we're talking about here they're so damn likable Dude. And everybody just kind of wants to be there to witness it. I'll, I'll tell you, man, it's uh, it's it's a it's good to be a Bills fan right now. Right? It's good to be a Bills fan because right now everything is is just it's just gold with freaking Bills. So let's let's keep that gold standard uh, and and let's freaking win this damn Lombardi. Now, speaking of how to get to the Lombardi, you got to go to training camp. And you two sexy gentlemen were at training camp today. We oh, were, baby. The floor is yours. What was the atmosphere like? I'm going to start with Zeba. I'm going to start with you. What was because Evan was there first day, and Evan did a fantastic job on covering the team and letting us know what was going on. So, Zach, this was your first time uh, this year going to training camp. So, what was the atmosphere like? What was the vibe like? Uh, talk, talk to us. Tell us about it. Well, for starters, just being from the area here, like I was talking about earlier, yeah, it was disappointing not having the whole merch experience, but, you know, get over it, Bob. You know, there's bigger things, right? So it was just being back at Fisher in that environment. I've, I've always thought since I was a kid it was super cool to have it in Rochester because it always felt like the Bills were truly not only, you know, the Buffalo yeah, the, the Buffalo team, but I, you, you, if you live in Rochester, you know that bleeds all the way down to where we are. I mean, it just kind of all blends together, but you really felt that when the camp was brought up to Rochester. So walking in right off the bat, it was great. It's always been the same since I was a kid. You park over at the high school and you take a school bus over to St. John Fisher for the practice. And my dad watching right now, he, nobody knows more than him. That school bus was 110 degrees minimum to get over to that practice. Um, You're packed to the brim in there, but it's a quick ride. Not bad. Uh, And it's just funny because when you get on there, you realize, you know, everybody is on that little, you know, not little, it's a full size bus, but everybody's on that bus because they're a diehard Bills fan. And when you really get down to it, they're on that bus to go watch the Bills practice. I mean, it's not like it's this gigantic spectacle. They're running cone drills the majority of the time, but that is what football I mean, that's what makes it so great. I mean, you are in a bus and droves going over there to watch a practice, and it's just thousands of people. It was rowdy for sure. 
definitely packed. I would say, barring the circumstances, the weather wasn't supposed to be great today, and it did wind up raining a little bit. It was hot. Um, But it was so great to be able to get out there and watch it all on display. The bleachers were completely packed. And the cool thing is, similar to a game, you you do hear the uh, Rico's favorite, the the, – the Bills chant, of course, you hear the shout song going, the Bills fans get it going throughout the crowd. If something happens, whether it be a hit, a great completion, whatever else, the crowd's going to let you know, which is awesome. Another cool thing is they have two dudes DJing the whole practice. Imagine having that gig. So they're blasting tunes the whole time. You can see the dudes dancing. I saw Diggs and Davis doing a little dance or two every now and then out in the field today. So as far as aesthetics were concerned, just great to be back out there. Um, are we going to get into like things that we saw right now that were kind of, you know, stood out? Or are we waiting on that? We're going to get right into it, but uh, I like the fact that you brought up those two DJs because uh, those two DJs have been keeping camp litty. Yeah, man. Isn't uh, that cool? And, and, and yeah. a great old time. Uh, now, before we do get into you guys getting into your camp notes, uh, there there is something I do want to talk about because there was a name today that I never really considered until somebody dropped it when talking about fantasy. And they mentioned Isaiah McKenzie's name mm. in drafting in fantasy. I just... I mean, the, the bag is out. I mean, everybody that is not a Bills fan knows that if you can stash Isaiah McKenzie on your fantasy team, do it. If you have dynasty, you guys should definitely try to jump on and get McKenzie right this second. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, dynasty is another fantasy. It's another way, a wave of fantasy. Instead of the PPR leagues, you have uh, returning players. You get to draft your players every single year. You can make your trades with your partners. I'm telling you right now. I don't want to talk about it. Let me let my man Zeba talk about You've it. You've never experienced fantasy football quite like this. Unlike the other fantasy football platforms, Dynasty Owner uses real NFL salaries and salary cap, bench scoring, clutch scoring systems, and a variety of other options to make Dynasty Owner unlike any other fantasy football experience you've ever had. Do you have what it takes to be the best Dynasty Owner in the league? Download the Dynasty Owner app on the App Store or Google Play today to find out. That guy, every single time, if I needed a commercial done, whoever made that commercial, I would hire him every freaking single time. The guy gets me hyped every time. I'm hyped right now. Anyway, let's move on before I get all, all, all out of control. So talk to us on camp. Evan, I'm going to start with you. Um, we got the atmosphere. My man Zeba just, just laid it down. He told us exactly what we anticipated that we, it would be like in camp. What stood out for you today? Let's start with the defensive side of the ball. What stood out for you on defense? Um, so today, defensively, the defense did not have their fair share of fun as they were having in the first, you know, uh, you know, 80% of camp. Uh, the receivers were dominating them today. But since we're going to stick on defense, a player in particular that I want to, you know, touch on is Tremaine Edmonds. Mm, My gosh, Tremaine Edmonds looks like a monster. Yeah, that is just gosh, been shot out of the gosh. cannon. Yeah. Uh, there was a play. There was a play where he blew up James there Cook. Was, he didn't even get the snap almost. He was already there. Talk about it. Yeah. Keep going, keep going Ed. Let's go. Yeah, no, Tremaine Edmonds just looks like a different uh just a different player this year. The the mentality, just the way he carries himself on the field, uh, you know, the way he goes from snap to snap, the way he just blows up the plays. I think he probably had four to five. Uh, TFLs or just allowing the running back to only get one yard on his run. Terrain Edmonds just looked like a different player today. And that's, that's a point that I want to talk about. It's that defensive line. Mm -hmm. Terrain Edmonds has never had this type of defensive line in front of him. 
you know, you guys have like Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Von Miller, Gregory Rousseau. These players, Jordan Phillips, these players are going to be huge for Tremaine Edmonds going into his fifth year on his fifth year option. Tremaine Edmonds is going to have a monster season. And I've been seeing it in camp the past few days. He had that monster interception not even a week ago. Uh, on Tuesday, he had a very good day overall. But today, he just made, I don't want to call them splash plays, like not turnovers, but plays he wasn't making last year. And I get it, it's practice and, you know, the offensive line is a little banged up. Thank you. But at the same time, you still got to give Edmonds credit because he's there. He's finding the running back early before the running back finds the gap. Tremaine Edmonds is meeting him where he needs to meet him. And Tremaine Edmonds just really just looks like a completely different overall player. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cue you still on this defense. Uh, cornerbacks, more specifically, Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam. Uh, those are the two guys that we're going to depend on the most. This is what week two weeks of camp. Now we we're in week two of camp. Um, talk to me about that duo. How did they look today uh, against one of our, our, I mean, an elite receiver in Stefan Diggs. And then you got an up and coming star in the making Gabe Davis. And uh, obviously we got Isaiah McKenzie. So talk to me. Wait, sorry. My mic cut off for you. Were you talking about the safeties or the corners? Corners, corners. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Dane Jackson. Specifically yeah. 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 So, I mean, I'm going to throw a, a guy in there to, you know, make it a trio with Christian Benford because those three, Bobby's were, gonna you love know, you. Yeah, they, they were particularly uh, playing, you know, on the, on the first team reps in 11 on 11. It was, uh, you know, Kyrie Elam, Dane Jackson, and Christian Benford were all kind of rotating in and out. But in one-on-ones, Dane Jackson, his first two reps got completely cooked by Stefan Diggs. Uh, there's a clip on the Bills' Twitter and Instagram of Stefan Diggs completely breaking uh, the ankles of Dane Jackson. And then there was a route before that, too, where he just had him lost. And, you know, these were just completed passes from Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. Uh, Kyrie Elam, I, I didn't think had a bad day, but he didn't have a strong day. He just kind of had one of those days where he's just still finding, you know, himself as, as a corner, as a corner in the NFL. Um, there was a couple plays where you saw Allen strictly targeting Kyrie Elam because he knew that if Stefan Diggs was on him, Stefan Diggs was going to get open right out, right out the gate and Allen could hit him for an easy completion. Uh, there was one it was 11 on 11. I believe they were at their own like 25 or 35. Allen just dropped back. Didn't even think twice. Stared down Diggs the entire time through Diggs open on a quick slant. Kyrie Elam was covering him. And you know, Kyrie Elam is going to have to deal with that. Uh, but at the same time, like all of, all of our corners are getting cooked uh, by Stefan Diggs and even Gabe Davis at points in time. So I'm not too worried about the cornerbacks right now. They've been very strong throughout camp. Their first eight days. It's just nice. today. Those receivers are going to get the best of you. Love it. Well, I'm going to I'm going to switch it over to the offensive side of the ball. Zbot, the keen eye of Zbot. Zbot, what stood out to you today on offense, man? I know we all know Josh Allen is Josh Allen, uh, but anything else really stand out to you to your eye? Well, just overall, before we get into the, the specifics of the offense, I just want to say in general on this team, and I don't like to swear much on these on these shows. I like to keep it PG, but this team is fucking loaded i mean this is the first time that i obviously got to see it in person after all these additions and there's just a palpable feeling watching these guys out there it looks and feels elite it's weird because 
they, it's been a few years since they've been back to Fisher. And like I said, it kind of brings me back to when I was a kid. I remember walking out there as a kid and it was just nothing more than a fun event to go to where you could do the activities and stuff. It was never anything like, oh, can't wait to watch so-and-so or see so-and-so because there really wasn't any of that. And now it's like, where the hell do you look? The whole field's got guys that you want to see. Crazy. You're looking out there and the whole, it's just, it's a feeling that you can't really describe unless you are a Bills fan probably, or you were there, but it's definitely palpable. You can notice it. And uh, I, to Evan, you know, what he was talking about, a lot of things stood out to me on defense that I liked and a lot of things stood out on offense. And that's why when I talk about the team in general, that's right. why I say stacked. Here's a perfect example. The, the play I was talking about with Edmonds, Allen under center hands it off to James Cook. And when I say handoff, I mean, I'm being pretty generous because by the time that ball hit his chest, Edmonds is in the backfield for a five-yard loss. The next play, James Cook busts it on the right edge and goes for about 20 yards out of bounds. Uh, going towards the, the far sideline. So that just goes to show you what the capabilities are. On one play, you got Edmonds blowing things up. The next play, you got James Cook, who just got buried in the backfield, busting one off for 20 yards. There's a few things today that I noticed that I wasn't necessarily expecting, but I was through the moon stoked to see. One, Zach Moss, get used to hearing his name this year. I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know what, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's just the practice today. Or maybe it's something that we can genuinely look forward to seeing. But Zach Moss had a hell of a practice today. And it wasn't just him. Duke Johnson looks good today. Devin Singletary looking as consistent as he has been. And when and James Cook gets off that line, that dude can move. I mean, his speed and his burst, once he gets the ball, is next level. The running backs really stood out to me today. From the wide receiver perspective, it just doesn't get better than watching Stephon Diggs. It's a yeah. clinic every time the guy moves. Gabriel Davis, let me tell you what, the 17 pounds or so you hear about him putting on this offseason, oh, my God. I mean, it's not like it's it's not like he put it on in his calves or whatever. Somewhere you are, you can't see it. This dude is a freak. I mean, Gabe Davis, I, I don't think we ever looked at him and said, oh, athlete, you know what I mean, or whatever. When you look at this offense, I'd like you to find me a player who visually looks more athletic outside of Josh Allen than Gabe Davis. This dude looks like he is in the prime of his life. And that's okay. going to be music to your ears because we are expecting a hell of a year out of him. Visually, Gabe Davis looks like he is ready to take on the role that everybody is expecting him to fill this year. Incredible. Isaiah McKenzie, uh, yeah, I am so stoked. Rico, you know it, man. And I, I keep saying this, but it's the truth. All offseason, all we said, and you were talking about it before the dynasty owner uh, bit. You right. said, you know, think about Isaiah McKenzie for fantasy, you know, cats out of the bag. Well, we've been inside of that bag, man. Absolutely. We know Absolutely. what Isaiah McKenzie's capable of, man. And and it's not just, you know, like you said, it's not a secret anymore. This is being talked about at higher levels here. It is really becoming apparent that he is going to be a major piece of this offense. One specific example today that stood out, and the reason it stood out, not because it was over the moon, you know, electric. It was a play on the one-yard line. They're running goal line plays, right? They're running red zone um, simulations here. So one-yard line, Josh Allen's in the gun. Not necessarily something you'd expect on the one-yard line. You got Josh Allen. You're thinking with a guy like him and his capabilities and in, in the uh, you know under center in that position to sneak it, 
you'd think that would more than likely be the play you go with. But obviously you're in practice, you're running different stuff. They're in the gun. Isaiah McKenzie lines up on the far left side towards the, towards the far pylon. Josh Allen motions him in. So Allen motions uh, McKenzie towards him as he's getting ready to snap the ball. During that motion, Allen takes the snap and McKenzie then twists out into a hook route on the far left and Allen swings it to him. Nice swing pass, linear to Allen where he's at in the backfield. And he, he waltzes in for a touchdown at the near sideline. Now, why, why does that get me excited? You say it's a, it's a one yard dink and dunk touchdown. Talk about it. Cause it's telling me the guy that I've been saying for a while is capable of bringing another element to this offense that we don't see often. And that's the Swiss army effect, the different lineups and schemes that you can run with a guy like Isaiah McKenzie. That's what that was. You got him running a play that I think is specifically designed to be run for McKenzie. So yeah, it was a one yard touchdown and it wasn't anything, you know, mind blowing. But what that tells me is Dorsey is doing or planning to do what I was hoping all along this season. And that is get Isaiah McKenzie, not only involved, but involved in creative ways that perhaps we haven't seen before. And there were other things today that I saw that stood out as far as creativity is concerned too. There was a play where Josh Allen lined up in the gun five wide and Devin Singletary lined up as a wide receiver on the far left side of the field. Now Allen wound up running the ball in that situation, but it stood out to me because I was thinking, well, I don't know if we've seen all that much of that where Devin Singletary lines up wide like that. What could potentially come from that? There were so many different elements today that really did stand out, but perhaps the one that really sent the crowd over the moon, the one that really juiced the place up, including myself, right. it was the play of the day. Josh Allen lined up at around the 35 yard line or so they're running basically a full on scrimmage at this point. I mean, they're not killing each other, but they're not holding back that much either. So this is about as real as it gets. As far as a practice is concerned, Josh Allen takes the snap under a bit of pressure. So he rolls to the left, obviously opposite dominant hand. So he's already in a tough spot, but it's Josh Allen at this point. He's at around the 45 yard line. He's on his back foot and he flicks it just like this. And I mean, the way the ability to make it look that easy, I tweeted it out and I thought it was, I thought it was 30 yards or so. It was 45 yards. The dude essentially threw it half the field off his back foot like this. So he's rolling to the left back foot, fading away, flick of the wrist on a dime on the numbers in the back of the end zone. And who catches it, but rookie Khalil Shakir. And what is that telling me? Once again, I know I'm saying that. What is that telling me? What does that tell me? Well, I, I was told a lot of things today and a lot of things that are kind of doubling down on my excitement, but we keep talking about this wide receiver room. Who's going to get in Mackenzie more involved, Jameson Crowder, right? Is Tavon Austin even going to make the roster. Then you see a guy like Khalil Shakir nabbing the deepest touchdown of the day in the most exciting play of the day. Love it. So many things there to take in, but not only is it, you know, Khalil Shakir getting a touchdown as a rookie in front of everybody in a half field type scrimmage, but it's just Josh Allen once again displaying his abilities. We're talking about last week, Tua Tungavailoa going quote unquote viral, so to speak, for a 60 yard touchdown to Tyreek Hill where everybody lost their mind, right? Josh Allen flicks his wrist for a 45 yard bomb touchdown to a rookie uh, wide receiver. And yeah, we're excited, but nobody's going to be talking about it the rest of the week because it is expected. And once again, it's delivered. So many things today, Rico. And, and like I told you off air, man, I, I left today just needing football more than Dude. ever. 
ladies and gentlemen, yo, Zeba just listen, you were very descriptive, and I I love and I love your excitement. And if you guys don't get excited like my man Zeba, he's so damn excited, he's parched. He's about to take a up. I hope you can tell. I, I need it. I need it like I need this water. Absolutely. So I do I do have a super chat that came up, and, and it's probably gonna put you guys in a position where you don't necessarily want to be, but I mean. We talk about all these great things that are happening with his team, right? So my man Space Oddity came out uh, with a super chat. I appreciate that super chat. We appreciate it. Uh, we like to talk about the good mostly, um, but what players are disappointing or not meeting the expectations? All, all, uh, all. What's up with Boogie? Never hear about him. Uh, also, what's up with Boogie? Never hear about. Him. Um, so probably tough for you guys to to really evaluate and and explain who's up and who's down because you're not we're not there at camp every single day so evan based on the two days you were at camp and maybe for you zbot today did somebody maybe not underperform but just meh just nothing nothing really stood out about this player or stretched flat out disappointing and evan i'm gonna start with you man what do you what what's who and what is standing out to you yeah, so so one player that I'm like kind of disappointed with that I haven't seen too much of is OJ Howard. Uh, OJ Howard is getting first team reps in twelve personnel looks. I'll say that uh, he is getting onto the field and he is running routes. He is you know blocking once in a while on the line, but I just haven't seen him make any like big plays yet or just any type of small catches and going upfield and using his athleticism that that we preached when we signed this guy in the off season. Now I get it. He's still new to the bills offense. It's going to take a little bit of time for him to work himself in. I get that. We're not even 10 full days into camp yet. Right. There's still preseason and there's still time in the regular season to develop this chemistry between him, him and Josh Allen. But even when I've haven't been at camp, but I've been, you know, reading the, the, the camp notes, it's just been, where's OJ Howard? Where's OJ Howard? Where is he? And I see like one day, it might have been day eight, day seven, hint okay day. He was more noticeable than other days. But at that time, it's like, you know, I want to see OJ Howard stretch the field vertically. Like I'd want to see, I mean, Zeba, you know, Josh Allen had that beautiful throw to Gabe Davis early in the day, yes. right down the middle of the field on a stretch vertical route. That's what I would like to see out of OJ Howard. Now, yeah. I mean, obviously that's a lot to ask in training camp, but I would just like to see OJ Howard going downfield and looking at the downfield threat. It's just, I've just seen him out on the field, not really doing too much as of yet. So that's a player that I've been disappointed with uh, thus far throughout training camp. Fair, fair, fair. I mean, it's going to be tough for you, uh, Zach, but uh, today, did anybody, were you paying attention to someone specifically and you're like, what's all the hype? Or Oof, that's going to be a problem. To me, Offense, body the ball, special teams, what are yeah, you going yeah. to up to you? You know, body language is a big thing for me. The one, one, I'll start on a positive note. The best body language I saw on the field all day, Ken Dorsey. Uh, you know what we were told, Rico, at media yes. day there yes. about him yes. being an absolute ball of fire. Absolutely. I, I saw it visually. My, and shout out my dad because he really pointed out. I don't know if I would have noticed it if he didn't say something. He was running. You know how, like, back in the day when you were playing sports, your coach is like, you know, you better run to the next drill or whatever. He was doing that, right? He's running to the next drill. He's on the sidelines, right, which is not necessarily uh, in his wheelhouse, so we were told he's more of a booth guy or we thought he might be a booth guy, right? He's on the sideline as well, simulating, you know, what that's going to be like in a game situation. But he really stood out to me today because, you know, I was listening to a pro football talk the other day and Chris Sims, who's high on the bills and Josh Allen, of course, but he he was saying how his bit, one of his biggest, uh, you know, 
things, one of the biggest things this coming season that he's looking forward to seeing the most. And this is, you know, Chris Sims who covers the whole league. I thought this was very interesting. His, one of the biggest things he's looking for is how different the Bills offense is with Ken Dorsey. And I know we've been talking about that a lot. And I've, I've already seen some positives that I like, but we will see what that is like overall. Just nice. notice his body language, though, and his energy. Loved it. There were two guys, however, today that I did not love that aspect of their, you know, of their day. You know, the way that they represented themselves visually, I would say. And, you know, granted, who knows what this means? And like you said, it's tough to dissect whether someone sure. had a bad day or not. But there was a moment today where the entire, you know, the big boys all got in a huddle, so to speak. You know, they gathered all around. And um, uh, Bobby Hart got on a knee and he looked visibly pissed. And he stood on, he stayed on that knee for about a full minute after everybody left the huddle and walked in the other direction. He just stayed on that knee. I saw one guy come up. I didn't know exactly who it was and kind of pat him on the back and check in on him. And Bobby Hart stayed on that knee kind of staring off. And I don't know, I don't know exactly what that was, but that kind of told me, uh, you know, I was talking to my dad and my dad's like, man, maybe he's just having a bad day. And I'm like, well, perhaps that's accurate. Now I, I say that because no, he's a guy that a lot of people are constantly, constantly talking about Absolutely. all the time, right? That was one thing that I thought stood out. Another thing, and you know we love him. You know, we had a great interview with, with Matt Barkley. Love what he's bringing to the table just as far as personality is concerned and being there for Josh Allen. All I can say is I, I truly, truly pray to God you, it never comes down to having to, to get Matt Barkley in the game. Uh, he just, unless it's against he, the Dolphins. Yeah, he just – no disrespect whatsoever, obviously. It's just he's been in the league some time now. You forget that. He's been in the league a long time. He looked in his limited reps he had today. It just looked visibly older and slower Yep. in Case Keenum and obviously Josh Allen. So that would be the one thing I'd say that kind of stood out. And, and, and let's, let's, let's keep it real. I mean, if they felt the comfort in Matt Barkley, I think they would have just went with him as the backup quarterback. You're, I think you're right. Um, and uh, they needed to get someone that had – a playoff experience and that can uh, that has played in this game and that could still play at a high level and let's be real i mean matt barkley seems to be a fan favorite on the squad but ain't nobody asking for matt barkley to jump in the game if if need be i mean well, you want to know what to your point there are other reasons is what i wanted to say yes exactly and i wanted to double down on that because sure. what i like about him is he's fully aware of it i mean when we were yes. talking to him Facts. i mean it was just that's what i loved about talking to him is because he knew man i'm here to kick it with Allen and kind of be his boy for the year and hell man maybe i can get a damn ring out of this thing too Absolutely. while we're at it that's <laughs> what i love about it because you don't realize, but morale is everything. Right? It is. You keep morale up, especially in that quarterback room. You got Case Keenum, and you got the lighthearted, keep everybody going and keep everybody light. And that's Josh Allen's boy. Hey, keep your quarterback happy. Keep your most, your most prized possession happy. Bring in his boy in Mr. Bitcoin Barkley. I got a, a super chat coming from a man, D DeMar John DeMarchi. What up, Johnny? Johnny, Johnny comes in and says, hey, hype is great, but the J-O-B number one is to keep Josh Allen healthy. Saffold, Brown, Bates still out, and that's the first team. No offensive linemen, no playoffs. See, Jacksonville last year, yes, last year, 35 days until Donald and the LA Rams come to Buffalo. Better oh, get our guys back. You damn right, Johnny, because that's the two things that we talked about. I mean, I had a concern with the cornerback room. That's just me. People are wondering, why do you have a concern with the cornerback room? Well, I don't want it to be a concern, but I am starting to get a little concerned with our rookie. Yes, he's a rookie. And I get that point, that point, excuse me, but 
I still have my, my trepidations about that. But the O-line is kind of scary because we haven't been able to get these guys in line uh, to get them ready for the season. And we took an L in week one because the same thing happened last year. We kept on guys, kept, mm. kept on having guys in and out of the lineup, in and out of the lineup. And we have a guy like TJ Watt barreling down on you and is creating pressure. Continuity plays a part. I mean, but talent also does play a part. And right now, we don't have the talent on the O-line right now uh, to really push against this this freaking defense. Um, and that, that's going to be one of the things that we talk about later in the show. But at the end of the day, um, it's not good, man. Bobby Hart's staying on one knee. He probably just got cooked. And he's like, damn, I'm trying to make a name for myself, and I'm getting beat down. Uh, but that's going to happen when you have a whole lineup of freaking star players on that damn defense. So uh, shout out shout out to, um, I mean, the defense getting after it. But, like, I mean, there are some times where this old line does kind of scare me a little bit. So I'm hoping that they come together very soon and really start getting these reps because right now the only guy holding it down is our center, Mitch Morris. And obviously we had Deion Dawkins back starting to get, get going, but we need everybody back. You guys already know the drill because Aaron Donald will have no mercy. He will have no Mm -hmm. mercy. And he's going to eventually, he's going to try to show up Von Miller, right? Von Miller is going to try to show up at all. I mean, excuse me. He's going to try to show up Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald, former Super Bowl champ, the dude's a freaking monster. He's a freaking hall of famer soon to be. So we are going to have our hands full. So this O-line better get their act together. And that's the one thing that I did want to uh, touch on. Um, another question coming in. I just saw it and I just missed it. So if I can try to scroll back and get it, I will. But uh, another thing that I wanted to touch on uh, was what did you see? What did you guys both see uh, from James Cook? I'm curious. A lot of burst. It, should should I should I be letting go of this whole Brees Hall situation and embrace, you know, saying James Cook? Is he looking uh, as advertised and as a lot of people like it. Uh, Ziba, you mentioned him today. Uh, I'll, I'll start with you. Did you did you pay attention to the running back room and seeing how these guys are doing? I, to be honest with you, the running back room is where I thought I might have been most impressed today as far okay. as what I saw out of a unit that I wasn't necessarily expecting to see anything I was going to walk out of there being overly you know excited about. I definitely thought Zach Moss had a great day. Devin Singletary, um, I think from my own personal perspective, as far as what I was able to see, um, I didn't see as much out of him today, but I think that was because they were doing a real healthy rotation. I mean, a lot of these guys got first team reps often. It wasn't like it was only McKenzie. Now, I would say James Cook probably got the least amount of first team reps today. Um, But when I did see James Cook hit the line, Mm -hmm. when he – Got a stride or two off the handoff. Rico, yeah. I mean, he really has got a burst to him. I love it. It might be because, you know, it's the new the new young gun out there compared to the rest of the guys. But then again, it's not like that unit is overly old. Everybody's fairly young for the most part when it comes to that position. But I think when you watch them hit the hole, you can see why James Cook was the second round pick the early second round pick just based on the explosiveness. But, and this isn't a, this isn't an indictment on anybody. This is just, this is just the fact that when I watched all of these guys take a snap or two each, you know, there were each of them had one or two that really stood out to me today. As far as being like, damn, like Zach Moss, man, you you just absolutely nailed that hole for a, for a a chunk play. Yep. And I, I, I saw, I saw Duke Johnson do the same thing. So I, I'm just, I'm very 
I'm very optimistic leaving today. Now, of course, it's one practice, right? Who the hell knows? But like I, like I just got through saying, I wasn't expecting to leave there with an overall optimism on the on the running unit, and and I am today. I love it. Um, Zeba, I mean, I'm, I'm going to go to Ev. Somebody asked about Matareza. Can we can we talk about special teams? Who was who was? They don't let him kick. It's so weird. Yeah, no, they have like a machine. Yeah, no. So I'll I'll kind of touch on the special teams and how they kind of conduct it at camp. They don't really let them, like Zach mentioned, they don't really let them, you know, punt and stuff. They go through the motions, you know, they get the the, the ball snapped to them and whatever. But it's it's like the jug machine that just, yeah, it shoots the ball up for the returners. Now I do know that uh, the special teams and you know the kicker, uh, long snapper Reed Ferguson, and then the punters, they're on the backfield for most of the practice. They kind of do their thing over there. Now. I'm going to say this as a fan. If I'm at training camp, I'm not going to be watching the special teams. I'm going to be strictly watching, uh, you know, the offense. I have some respect, but I'm going to be watching the offense and defense. So I didn't get a, a clear cut look at the special teams unit today because no fan really could because they just don't showcase the special teams unit um, overall. But you, you mentioned like one thing you mentioned with James Cook. I, I had an interesting point. Um, about James Cook and some other running backs on the Buffalo Bills roster. There was one point in time today where I was watching the receivers work on some routes. Uh, you know, they would go under this little bar and cut in. They would do like a you know five yard up and in, but cutting under the bar. When I'm looking at the the receivers, you see Diggs, McKenzie, Davis, Shakir, Crowder, 28. Why, why is 28 there? That's James Cook. They had James Cook, Duke Johnson, and Raheem Blackshear all just running routes with the receivers while the running backs that is Devin Singletary and Zach Moss were working on the other side of the field on individual running back drills. So they obviously have a bunch of implications set up in this offense to not only use James Cook and potentially Duke Johnson and others as pass pass catchers, but you know, with route trees, probably, uh, you know, you know, super good route trees as well. You know, throwing James Cook in the slot, that's going to be a lot of what we'll see in the new Ken Dorsey offense this year. I mean, Zach mentioned it all the time. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, someone at uh, Pro Football Talk was talking about it, uh, what they were going to look at with Ken Dorsey as a new offensive coordinator. And then you just see that Ken Dorsey is all over the place. He, you know, he just wants to implement things into this offense. And, you know, having three running backs, you know, running routes with the receivers is something that just, with just eye popping to me, I thought it was interesting. I like that, it, and it's 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 an, it's an indicative of like how overall our team is. I mean, just today I was watching. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw it on YouTube, uh, where they they had of um, NFL. Um, what do you call that? NFL Films, and they had like 24 minutes of like the Bill season, right from week one. You know I mean the ups and the downs, oh, cool. in the middle of the season, and then the the freaking Chiefs game. But dude, when I was watching that. I came away with like this team is not far. This team is not far, man. And maybe the Von Miller addition is what we need. Maybe the nastiness of of Roger Saffold on the line is what we need to kind of, you know, I mean, attack these uh, these defensive fronts uh, heavier and 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 with a heavier hand. Um, you know I mean bringing a young young fresh corner? You know, what I'm saying in in Kyrie Elam uh, coming in and we've got tremendous depth, dude. We are freaking not far, man. We just got to stay healthy and keep at it, man. And we, we, dude, it's exciting. Like, like Z-Boss said, man, it's like you go there and you already just, 
feel it. The atmosphere is there. Like you look and there's not really a lot of holes and you can really see a bunch of stars on this damn team. So if we can put it all together, man, golly, it will be exciting. I'll tell you that right now. So uh, I got something I want to play with you all. We're going to kind of keep it light. And uh, it's called two words. I haven't done two words in a long time. I usually leave it for my guests. But you know what? You guys are my guests today. And I'm, I'm going to name a player, uh, a play, uh, an instant uh, from past season, um, and, and potentially anything in between. And, uh, and I want the two words that come to you, or two thoughts, we'll say, that come to you first. Um, and I'm going to randomize it between the two of you guys. So you guys give me a second. Let me get my queued up, my stuff queued up, and we'll go from there. Here we go. Are you guys ready? <laughs> ready, baby. Here we go. So, Zbot, I'm going to start with you, man. Two words... Two thoughts describing when you looked at that defensive front and the size of the guys that are on that defense front. What are the two things, two thoughts that come to your mind? Uh, gargantuan and tower are the two, the two words that come to my mind. Me and my dad probably talked about this today for, I, I swear to God, 20 minutes. Like every other minute, we would just have a comment about, dude, like, do you see the size of so-and-so? Do you see, first of all, you know, the, the one that we were really talking about the most, and it's kind of like, it's deflected on the question just a bit, but it's, it's essentially the same exact concept. It's on the offensive line. Spencer Brown, it quite literally might be the, the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life from a, from a short distance. I mean, the guy is just an apps and, and it's not just like, he's, it's not like an offensive lineman typically where you got the gut, you know, and you're just a big boy waddling around. I mean, the, the guy is literally, I, I don't even, I don't even know. I really don't know. I, I tweeted out today. I just said he was a tower and I wanted yep. to put cement tower in front of me because it, not only is he massive, but he's also a brick. The dude is huge. So that's on the offensive side of things. Right. Uh, also another guy on offense that I just didn't know was this big visually, I guess, or maybe I overlooked it. Tommy Doyle. Holy crap. Big boy. Another big boy. I, I mean, six, eight, three twenty for Tommy Doyle. Sweet guy. Huge. <laughs> now on defense, you want to know who really stood out as far as just massive size is concerned for me today? Greg Rousseau. I'm looking at Greg Rousseau from the from the sidelines about I was, you know, standing down on the sideline and I could, you know, I, I guess more or less 30 yards, the distance between me and Greg Rousseau. Right. And, you know, you're looking at him. And, and, and similar to Spencer Brown, where it's just like not only is it it's just a lean machine as far as athleticism is concerned, but the overall presence. Um, and the crazy thing is here, when we're talking about this presence, this is amongst other gigantic Big humans. professional athletes. Yes. <laughs> and when you stand out in that environment, that to me truly is the indicator of how freakishly, you know, big or, you know, whatever synonym you want to put in there. And we all know Greg Rousseau was drafted for that reason. I mean, he was drafted under the, the pretense of, you know, uh, Brandon Bean being the guy who goes into the draft trying to get the freak. I mean, it's insane. He's he, Brandon yeah. Bean, essentially the best way you could compare it. Brandon Bean is like professor X 
where he is just bringing in all these mutants who have insane potential. I like power, that. Right? Like that. Yeah. And and Greg Rousseau, to me, you look at him today, he's one of them. And then we talked about him a lot earlier. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, the dude, when you really get down to brass tacks, he's, he's, he's massive. Now, he's not on the line, but he was in and around that line a lot today. I think what Evan and I saw, and I like this too, because Evan and I spent the majority of the camp not with each other. We had these mutual visions, you know, apart. So it's not like yes. I just saw and he just, you know, you know, we agreed with me or vice versa. We both saw these things, right? And to me, it, it's showing on the field now. The presence that Tremaine Edmonds has, you're actually seeing it be put to use, not that it wasn't, but perhaps being put to use in a way that, you know, is a level higher and a level that we expected it to be. And I think that if we can get that from him this year, along with the additions on this defensive line, just another reason, man, that I, you know, getting a little sweat going, yeah, uh, I, water. I mean, come I, on. I love it. The fact that you called Brandy, I'll, I'll listen I'm already, I'm already thinking of it right now. Freaking that was that came to I I am literally so happy that I just thought it. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. Listen, but you got Brent. Listen, McDermott <laughs> is Professor X. <laughs> all right. Like and then we can we can move around some players as the freaking yeah. the freaking X-Men, right? Yeah, Josh Allen's Wolverine. I mean, we could go off here, man. Watch out, man. Watch out. All right. So um let me go over over to Evan. You got some you got you got something there. You got something right there. Um, so speaking of group, Evan. Two words, two two thoughts come to your mind when you think, I mean, rumor has it there was a bit of a, a little scuffle, a little tuffle uh, with Groot, and of all people, Stefan Diggs and Groot going at it. So your two thoughts when you when you came across this tidbit of news. Ev, talk to us. Quiet gone wrong. Um, we all know Greg Rousseau is a very quiet, like, mild-mannered, mild-mannered, you know, human being. He just doesn't, like, he's just not a loud, a loud person in general. You know, obviously he'll make his game-wrecking plays on the field. That's what he'll, that's what he'll do. Uh, but in the media, he keeps it very chill, uh, very, you know, calm, cool, and collected. But today, uh, and I believe it was the first play in 11-on-11s, 11 uh, Josh Allen threw an underneath ball to Stefan Diggs in uh, – Gregory Rousseau was back dropped off in coverage and he was the first person to wrap up Stefan Diggs to end the rep. Uh, but after that, you know, Rousseau tried, you know, to knock the ball out of Stefan Diggs's hands and Diggs didn't take too lightly of that because it was a little bit after the whistle. So, you know, Diggs being about six foot, six foot one, six foot one is a little bit generous going up against a guy in, you know, Gregory Rousseau, who's six foot seven, six foot eight. Yeah. And just kind of hits him in the face mask. And then I'm pretty sure Rousseau kind of went back at him a little bit. And then, you know, that that just scuffered a little more. And even Ed Oliver uh, threw a couple punches in, in Diggs' direction as well. Uh, but, you know, just seeing that, I'm just, you know, Greg Rousseau just doesn't really give you that type of vibe as a player that's going to be the most overly aggressive player in camp. And uh, I'm trying to remember the line, but... Von Miller was asked in his press conference today, he like, I want to unleash, you know, Groot. I want to unleash Gregory Rousseau. And I'm trying to remember the two words oh, that I'll tell you what it is. He wants to freaking these gasoline and freaking uh and gunpowder. He wants to Yeah, that's what it was. And I'm telling you right now, and this is perfect segue because it allows me to jump in with with 
Von the Von Miller effect. So Von, like last year, you would have never seen Greg Rousseau trying to tussle up and get it in, mix it in with you know, say the in the likes with the guys in the likes of Stefan Diggs specifically. So the Von Miller effect is is a real damn thing, and that's why they brought this man to Buffalo. Not not to you know I mean obviously to be the closer, but to 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 teach these young bucks what it is about being a champion to teach these young bucks what it is about being elite so if you gotta you know what I'm saying get an edge about you that's what he said he says yo i'm like this guy could be a demon man so i'm gonna bring it out of him is what he said and he's like yo mix a little bit of gunpowder a little bit of gasoline man and this guy is going to be unstoppable and if that if he if greg Rousseau can get the edge the edge in, in any way a little bit of von miller Boy, are quarterbacks going to be sorry? They're going to be sorry, especially Tua. Tua, listen, I feel bad for Tua, man. We're coming for that ass, Tua. We're coming for that ass, and you ain't gonna like it. You ain't gonna like it. But first things first, we gotta get we gotta get on to the Rams. Um, so last segment of the show, fellas. Uh, I wanted to talk about two things that have stood out to you in camp thus far. We've started camp. So two things that have stood out. It could be something minor, it could be something major, it could be just things we already know. Uh, but I'm gonna start with you, man. Two things that just are standing out to you. Yeah. Well, first things first, shout out Richard Forbes. We are gonna bang on the Miami Dolphins like Carter Beaufort bangs on those drums. So quick shout out to my man Richard for recognizing greatness. Carter Beaufort, the goat. All right, Let's now go. two two things that I noticed, and there's a lot, so it's tough to pick from. But and you know, maybe this is I don't necessarily think it was ever really a concern, but I feel like the one thing that people like to criticize Josh Allen on the most, and I don't think this has been a concern recently at all, but you know how it is nowadays. Everybody's trying to pinpoint a problem with Josh Allen, right? And what's the I'm gonna I'm just gonna ask you, Rico, right now. If if you were to think if you were to guess, you know, for someone to give a legitimate quote unquote, like they're trying to sound like they they're watching him criticism on Josh Allen, what do you think the one area of his game would be that you know somebody would say? That they, they would criticize on Josh Allen? Yeah. A part of his game. Though, I mean, I don't know if they st- they still do it now, but he's inaccurate. Bingo. Right? You got it. Exactly. So the reason you said that, right, is because that is the – it's the argument you have if you haven't bothered to watch Josh Allen's progression over the last two years, right? Absolutely. You heard about it on the radio or TV a couple years ago, and you've just kind of ran with it ever since, right? That's 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 basically what, what that is, right? He's gotten a hell of a lot better, obviously, to the point where it's not an issue. But I will say today, the one thing I noticed, I don't know if I saw maybe more than one ball out of Josh Allen's hands that wasn't right on the hand. I mean, every single ball that I saw leave that cannon was on the numbers or the hands of the target. Everything was completely on the money. And I just think that that is another – I think what we see from Josh Allen moving forward is essentially what we've saw out of him this entire – his entire career. He refines his game a little bit at a time every year. Obviously, it was more dramatic in the beginning because there was more to refine. But he has not taken the offseason off. We know he's out with Palmer getting better and better. He's never taken a day off, right? I think that we can sit, continue to see precision – in regard to his refinement within his game, I think the accuracy could be one thing that we could see this year be really, really pinpoint to the point where no one could even bother to have that be an argument ever again. 
that to me is one thing that I could see, you know, because when you look at Josh Allen's game, a lot of people are like, well, yeah, I mean, you, everybody can improve, but what, what are you really looking for here? Maybe that's one area that you could see really being so dialed in that he's considered to be one of the more accurate guys out there. We'll see. Today, though, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that, of course. You, know, you, you, could, you could argue it, whatever you want. I'll just say today what I saw was an incredibly, incredibly accurate day out of Josh Allen. And I'm going to combine the next two because these are the two things that I think stood out to me the most and you know not not one to me is one that I expected but I ne- didn't necessarily know if it would happen and then two is one that I'd mentioned earlier that I just wasn't expecting but was pleasantly surprised the running back game today I was very impressed with I just I, maybe it's my low expectations I don't know if I necessarily had over the moon expectations from the running game but why would I we haven't had any reason to but it, the, the, the thing that you know was crazy to me is it wasn't just James Cook if anything it was he was just a part of it these guys really did look quick, uh, you know, a, a sense of urgency right off the, the line when they got the ball. They're hitting the holes well. And I just was really taken back by what I saw out of the running backs today. I was impressed. And then the, the other thing here is I, I keep hearing, you know, the Bills could ha- need to add another weapon if they want to get over the top as far as offense is concerned. And, of course, you can never have too many weapons. You see Andre Reid posting the picture with Odell Beckham Jr., people wanting it. And I said on my show the other night, I go, I wouldn't say no. I mean, at this point, you see all these teams adding veterans. Why the hell not? But I look at this team right now, I don't really know – I don't really know how you could complain. I mean, you, we were talking earlier. I, there's there's a guy on this team right now that you would have made the roster last year probably uh, for the wide receiver core that is probably not going to make the team. Or at the very bare minimum, two years ago, you know, would, would have made the team with ease. Not going to happen this year. I legitimately think based on what I saw and the reps being taken by the first team, Isaiah McKenzie is going to be right there for the majority of these snaps. And Gabe Davis – just to to double down on what I said earlier, because I truly, truly was blown away by it. We heard about him putting on weight in the off season. He looks incredible and it just, it just fuels an already existing fire in me going into the season that that guy right there could legitimately be just an overwhelming dominant piece to this offense that nobody saw coming when he was drafted. We saw shades of it last year, but this is the year where he's really going to be put in a spot to be able to do that. And I'll tell you what, visually Rico, he's got all, he's got the look down when it comes to getting it done. And based on what I saw in practice, he looked great. It just got me more excited to see what he brings to the table as wide receiver two this season. I love it, man. Yo, Z-Bot is freaking jacked. I'm so damn pumped, man. Was he it five weeks from today? It, that's yeah. nothing. That's nothing. I mean, we're really getting down to the wire here, man. Yes, we are. We Summer's are. going through quickly. What's that, buddy? Summer's going through quickly. It is. Bill Pease right around the corner. You're freaking yeah. right, man. The, the season is around the corner. So let me let me start with you, uh, Ev, man. Two things that have stood out to you uh, through camp. Whether it be major, uh, so two, major anything in between. So – so, so for my two topics, I have uh, two separate positional battles. The first one I'm going to start at is the cornerback battle uh, between Christian Benford, uh, Dane Jackson, and Kyrie Elam. I think it is very interesting that the Buffalo Bills, for their cornerback one and cornerback two position, are leaning on a third-year corner that was a seventh-round pick out of Pitt, a first-year corner that was drafted in the first round, and a first-year corner, again, that was drafted in the sixth round out of Villanova. 
I think that is very intriguing that the Buffalo Bills did not bring in a veteran corner to compete for that spot. And I get it, Tredavious White isn't going to be out for the entire season. He'll be likely back at late, latest, probably week six or seven. But you got to just imagine how good these corners can be if Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier have that much trust and believe that they have that much capability to, you know, lock down the back end for at least, you know, a quarter, if not more, of the season. And Christian Benford has been getting more reps at cornerback or at like cornerback one slash two on the first team. So he is a player that is intriguing me a lot. Same with Dane Jackson, even though, uh, you know, he didn't have his best day today. He had a couple plays uh, that were good. Uh, but, you know, then Kyer Elam as well. He's been up and down throughout camp. But, you know, one more player I'm going to throw in there is uh, Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson, man, is just probably the most steady, consistent player throughout camp. And I get it. He's had a few moments where he got uh, toasted by Isaiah McKenzie. But there's there's been, uh, you know, points where Taron Johnson just literally looked like that elite slot corner that, you know, he's been in years past. And he's just been progressing to be Taron Johnson had a really nice play on Jamison Crowder today where, you know, where it's one-on-one routes in the middle of the field, the receivers have the advantage. I mean, it doesn't really favor the defensive back. Taron Johnson just step for step with Jamison Crowder, just owning him. Uh, so he's going to be a, a great player this season for us as well. Uh, but I want to kind of take a dive in my second point yep. to the receiving room. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins versus Jake Kumaro. That is a battle that is heating up and that be a battle. Yes, Isaiah Hodgins and Jake Kumaro. Jake Kumaro was back participating in team drills for the first time, um, you know, throughout camp. And Isaiah Hodgins has still been looking steadily consistent as he has been, uh, you know, through the last four to five days of camp as well. I think these guys are going to be battling it out for the sixth or seventh spot on this roster for our receivers. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do because obviously you have a guy in Jake Kumaro. Um, who's been on this roster for a little bit. He is a veteran. He's very consistently solid on special teams. But then you have a guy in Isaiah Hodgins who the Bills spent draft capital in and haven't been you know, able to get him on the field because he's been injured. So, you know, it's going to be really interesting because I think Isaiah Hodgins is too talented to not take a shot on. I think Isaiah Hodgins at least has to make the roster as your seventh receiver, and then you can still have a guy like Jake Kumaro on it as your sixth. Yeah. I think Isaiah Hodgins is simply too talented to just give up on and just throw him to the side. I, I think he's simply too talented. Um, you mentioned uh, Zach how Matt Barkley just didn't look like you know just like a, a quality backup anymore. You saw the third string capabilities that he had, but he had a nice throw off his back foot and really just kind of threw it up for Isaiah Hodgins and Isaiah Hodgins again using those soft hands to make a nice possession catch you know, with the defender draping all over his back. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying Isaiah Hodgins is looking good in camp, and I've been preaching it over the last few shows I've been on. And, I mean, Zach, you can even test to it too. Isaiah Hodgins look good today. I mean, so did Jake Kumar. They both look receiver good. Yeah, it's just it, – it, it just – it really pops. It didn't really matter who it was. Anytime somebody got targeted, it just seemed like it worked. Uh, well, listen – I like I like the, the 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 two points that you guys have made and uh, and I guess I'll jump into mine. Uh, the, it's the obvious one, right? The addition of Von Miller, but not because of what Von Miller does on the squad, right? Uh, it's for what Mont Von Miller will 
will instill in his in his defensive front. And all we've been hearing about in camp is how dominant this defensive line has been. Granted, the whole line is not 100%, but I don't know if that's going to make too much of a difference. I think this Brandon Bean has been trying to build something on this defensive line for two, two years now. And I think he's officially got the rotation and the lineman that he wants, the talent that he wants. And the last time we paid a defensive lineman over $100, $100 million, well, that was Mr. Williams himself, right? Former Texans lineman, and he was just an absolute monster. Mario Williams was disgusting. So guess what? We bring in Bob Miller, right? A little older, granted, but what he's going to do for us on the field and what he's doing for the defensive front, Ed Oliver is playing out of his mind right now, and that, that duo has been like this apparently in camp. They're like the best buddies. You're not hearing too much of Boogie Basham, but he's going to be doing some big things. Greg Rousseau, you can hear the potential they have in Greg Rousseau. And don't don't get me started on the quantum settle. Buddy, this defensive front I'm excited about. That's number one. Uh, number two, what's standing out to me uh, is the offense is still, I mean, because this defense is so damn sharp, the offense is still making plays in camp. What that What that's telling me is, boy, is Josh Allen going to have a year. He is going to have a year when your defense is just killing that offensive line and you don't even have your guys and you're still making plays to Stephon Diggs. You're still making plays to, 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 to Gabe Davis. Wait till you have your five guys that are there and you have the time. Boy, is it going to be nasty for the opponents. And I think Josh Allen said it. He's like, hey, I'm it better. Better it happened now. And I feel bad for the other teams. And I'm paraphrasing here. You'll feel bad for the other teams because once these guys get it rocked and rolling, it is going to be a problem. So um, another last point I want to make is I'm glad I'm hearing that Zach Moss is doing it because I have a feeling that they yeah. still have love for Zach Moss. And I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. This is a crucial year for the running back room. We may not want to talk about it right now because everything is all flowers and candies and everything is great. But Devin Singletary is going into year four. Excuse me. He's in year four, Right. Uh, you've got a drafted rookie in Cook, and you've got a back that's going into, what, year three uh, in Zach Moss. So what is the backfield going to look like next year? So this is an audition this year to see who stays on the squad. So this is a great problem for the Bills, but we're going to see how this plays out. So it's something to very much pay attention to in preseason. So uh, it's going to be fun, folks. It is going to be fun. This team is destined for greatness. Uh, it is early. We are talking about, I mean, preseason's coming up shortly. Um Listen, it's going to be great. The only thing I want to make sure is everybody freaking comes out healthy because Micah Hyde just got bruised up not too long ago, and Poirier has got a bunch of uh, Hyde was actually practicing today for a little bit. Great. That's what I've been hearing. But Poirier uh, is on the other one. He's going to be, what, two, three, two, three weeks out, maybe three weeks out. Um, and yeah. Stevenson's got a bad foot injury, and it's not looking good for Stevenson. So I just need everybody to stay freaking healthy. Stay healthy because we 100% need everybody in this bitch if we want to make a run. That's it. That's all because you got these Dolphins fans waiting for a nick to happen. Well, man, they are bored, man. They, well, they you oh guys want, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. This Dolphins game is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun because they've got yeah. some talent on this squad. They got some talent. We go. All of a sudden, that's become one of my one of my most anticipated games of the year. Absolutely. The with Miami, all of a sudden, and it wasn't just a couple weeks ago. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's interesting for me because you know me me growing up like. Division games are my favorite, but I never felt that intensity from the Dolphins fans just because we were too kind of like chill and relaxed with Dolphins fans just because there was really no beef to be had there. 
Um, you know, obviously you have it with the Jets because, you know, they're that New York football team that isn't in New York. And then you got New England just because Tom Brady, et cetera. We don't need to explain that. Now you, get, now you got these Dolphins fans. Like, I get it. You know, the Dolphins, they bring in a guy like Tyree Kill. You got a nice receiver in Jalen Waddell who broke the rookie reception record. You have Mike Gesicki. You bring in two backs in Mostert and Edmonds. You, you know, you got this new sparky, cocky, nerdy head coach. I get it. You got all these nice little toys. But again, who's your quarterback? It's basically me throwing it back there just because, you easy know. Now, you know easy the, now. Okay, okay, okay. But I, I get it. I, I Tua, he's an accurate quarterback. Tua is a smart decision maker. But you got guys like Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. They need the ball in their hands, and they are downfield threats. And they are underneath threats as well that have outstanding yak ability. It's just, can Tua put it all together? If Tua can put it all together, you know what? Those Dolphins fans talking their talk, They rightfully so, they have it all. But until we see Tua being able to complete downfield shots consistently, you know, like Josh Allen, like yep. Patrick Mahomes, like yep. Josh, Justin Herbert, like yep. Russell Wilson, Derek yep. Carr, a yep. bunch of the elite quarterbacks in the AFC. There's no simply put room that the Miami Dolphins are going to compete. Well, we're, listen, I mean, that's it. That's why this, that's why we play. We play to win the games. And that's why we have these seasons, man. We're going to find out what's going to good. I got to get into this real quick with you guys before we get out of here. Fantasy. Are you a big fantasy guy? Love it. Got a, got a few drafts this week, as a matter of fact. Damn, that's early. I know, yeah, well, I, yeah. You know, you're kind of right. You're kind of right. Early, dog. Yo, you gotta push that, push those dates back. Well, the ones yeah. I care about the most are, are Labor Day weekend. You there know, you go, Yeah, exactly. Evan, are you big on, on fantasy? Uh, I am. I'm thinking about joining us. So interesting story. Um, I got hit up by someone I know, and it's a 12 team dynasty league. They're like, "Hey, man, you want to join?" I'm like, I don't know. It's kind of hard to join a dynasty league like that when the roster is already implemented. But the one team does have the third pick for a rookie draft. So, you know, that that does intrigue me a little bit. Um, but, oh, Rev wants to join in. I see that chat there. Um, one of us will have to throw him the, the link. But, uh, yeah, no, I am a big fantasy guy. I, I do have fun fun with it. Yep. Uh, I don't have any drafts early like like uh, my man Z-Bot here just because I cannot play the injury game. Uh, guys like J.K. Dobbins got injured last year. Travis Etienne, those were two players that were drafted pretty highly, and that can ruin a lot of teams. A lot, you know, a lot of teams in a lot of leagues. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of have my drafts either at the, like the last preseason game or literally a week before the season. Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably be in a few, few money leagues this year. Perfect. So you guys are both fantasy players, and this is what I need to ask you guys: What? What's the over under on the amount of Bills players that uh, a, a competitive fantasy player should have on their squad? Take the homerism out of it, but you still want to be a fan and you know who's going to perform and all that stuff. But should three players, is that too much to have on your fantasy team if you're trying to actually compete and win? I got, I got, there's two sides to the coin to me. No, because I think if you had Josh Allen, he's the best fantasy quarterback. Diggs is definitely one of the best wide receivers to have for any, you know, fantasy league. And then I wouldn't mind having Davis at all either. Um, but with that said, the problem with having that many of that many players from one team is you kind of eat yourself alive a little bit. Anytime Diggs catches the ball, Davis isn't catching it. Whereas if you have somebody else starting in another game, there's more opportunity there. So that is the struggle. I would say 
the max I would have, and ultimately it depends on who you get. And I think also that depends on if it includes Josh Allen, but I would think two would be the smartest decision. And I think also it, it would be, you'd be, you'd be in a good spot too, depending on, you know, the two guys you had. Okay. Because that's my battle every year. Yeah. I know I, you're telling me it's, it's tough for you. It's the sickness I have. It's a sickness because I'm well, like, hold on. Does the defense count? Does the defense count as a player? I, I try, I try my best to try to grab. Look at this mother effer right here. He needed to get in there while he's barbecuing. <laughs> What's Look up, at baby? this guy, oh, man. Yeah, I need man, for real. So, what hey. are you cooking up over there? Hey. We need to see it. Oh, man, just, just little burgers, you know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you, you, what, you just, you're not going to show us the burgers? What the, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, get this? We're, getting, we're getting the gun show. I want the burger show. <laughs> for real, right? I get you. Hold on, hold on. Here we go. Y'all, y'all, keep, y'all keep talking it up, man. Here, I got you. Yeah, let, let me let me see what you got there, Frank. Man, that's the setup. You got the trampoline, and oh, wait, now you hold that's on, man. You know oh, he wow. knows what he's doing when the burger meat is in a ball. Only veterans are doing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's about to smash the hell out of those things. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah this looks smashed, good. These, these yeah, let me let me show you the smash. cast iron smasher. Look at that. Where's the smasher? Oh, he's got it. Oh, and the bills flops. The bills flops. Look at that. Look at this dude. This guy think he's something else, huh? You think he's something else over there, don't you? No, he's really th he thinks he's that. No, man. <laughs> That's the ever. Right? I see the picture of those burgers, man. He is that man. All right, let's see. I, I'm loving this. All right, can you walk us through what it? The... Walk us through, yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. So, I, well, you know, the burgers, man. You, you know, these, these are classic smash burgers, man. So, you got you got to you got to get them in the ball. Put them right here on the grill, mm. right? You got them seasoned just right. It's all about the seasoning, okay? And then you just smash it and you hold it on for a little bit. And what you want is you want that crust. You want that crust to pop up, man, off the burger. Wait, time out. Is that bacon? Oh, yeah. You know, I got the bacon. Yeah, I got I got to have the bacon. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, we got we got wait, the burgers. Wait, 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 wait. Time, out. time out. Hold on. Yeah. I'm Go ahead. Hold on. Let me, let me, let Go me ahead, because, Rev, you know okay. the pressure's on right now because the camera's on you. I got you full screen. Don't be burning them things now. People are watching now. Hey, right man. Now. Let me check hey. out. Whoa, whoa. Now talk me through the strat there. Yeah. It's all about the smash, man. You gotta get the burger you smash. Know, you use the bacon bowl as a as a median between the burger and the smasher. What's the strat? Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And see, so what it does is it just helps me helps me get it flat. You see what I'm saying? Well, I assumed that. I thought there might have been yeah. like some sort of secret to it, but all right. Oh, I've got I've I've got some I got some. see this is cooking in, in bacon grease. <sighs> Oh, that's what he's so the got. bacon was cooked, and you got all the bacon grease right here, man. And so when you when you smash the burgers in it, it just collects all the juice, man. All that, all that, all that goodness. You know what I'm saying? Rev, Rev, do do so, me a favor. Show me that apron up? real quick, because you can't just be not showing the red Avery. You got to let people know what's good. Show that apron up. Oh yeah, man. Hey, there you go. Homemade. Oh my god, dude, is this guy a veteran or what? That's I awesome. Mean, the guy's got a personalized apron on. Get out of town. I'm All loving right. the Bills flops, though. Now, talk to me, Rev. We got the bacon chilling on the sidelines. What's the strategy there? All right, so the, ba the, bacon, the bacon is cooked, man. So the bacon oh, is, just, is just waiting to get, to get on, on, on the meat. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like. So, so once, once I hit the flip, 
it's, it's going to be the cheese and the bacon. Oh, now I need to see that cheese action. Now I'm not even going to ask you. I'm not even going to ask you what the what the move with the cheese is. I want to be able to just see, I what, see what your choice was. I, I'm here with it too. I'm you feeling not, that? You feeling that, Rico? I definitely am. Now, here's what I do love about what's happening here. I don't see any veggies on the. I don't, I don't, see, any, I don't see any veggies anywhere. Oh, oh no, no, wait it now. Oh no, I'm in on this. Uh, he's he's about, now watch. He's about to caramelize those things. You watch. You better. Oh, no, he didn't. Whoa. It ain't done yet, baby. It's going to be on the flip. No, he's going to flip it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. You son of a bitch. They, they get cooked on the flip, baby. Come on now. You dirty dog. You're about to bake that. You're about to bake that onion right into the middle of that thing. You already know. You already know, Zeke. Burger. All right. Wait a minute. Well, listen, Rev. Uh, Yo. Them burgers, them burgers look good, brother. I, I got to give it to you. Uh, you kind of had me a little shook when you you put the onion straight onto the burger. That then I realized you about to flip it. So Dude, he's got all yeah, the gadgets, flip, man. man. You know, like that's definitely like not your standard spatula there. All right, take it. He's got it. Here, here's what I'm really impressed. Oh, wait a minute. Hello. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I can see that crust. You seeing that, boys? You seeing that, Rico? That's, that, yeah, that's what you want, right? You want you want that crust. You see, let me lean in on it. Mm, all right. Let's get in there. Here's when you know that your next level, because I mean, the average Joe has got a little barbecue, and you know what I mean. You do your thing, right. but the griddle, that is next level. I've I always I tell the wife all the time, yo, I, I, all these things that I want. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna just. I'll, I'll settle for the for the smoker. I'll go for the smoker first, but the griddle though, that's everything. Rico, you're blowing my mind. Every all three things that you want, we have done like for my job, like video production and, and, and stuff like that. Those are three of the main products that we spent weeks filming. And and you are spot on. All three of them are killer, man. You gotta get in on it. <laughs> Yo, now, this Bobby, thing right here. Hey, you guys, you guys been you guys been killing that show, man. Yo, Rev, is that a Blackstone? It's a Blackstone, baby. Yeah, so oh. the Blackstone. <laughs> Blackstone. You what? That thing is, Rico. Listen, you're gonna get your money's worth out of that in about a month. I'm telling you, man. Dude, look at that thing. I'm, I'm, look, I'm at, at, look at this guy. This wow. freaking guy, man. Yo, look at the crust on those babies. I'm impressed. You know, that front right one, I call dibs on that one. That one seems that one's really catching my eye. But uh, let me see, Rev, are you are you gonna douse? Are you gonna put a little barbecue on that, or the seasoning is it? That's that's no, 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 no barbecue, man. No barbecue. You can't be doing that. Thank you, no. thank you, Rev. Rico's gonna put a couple dollops of sour cream on that bad boy when it's all said and done. I think that's what he's gonna do. you like cheese. Whoa, am I seeing some provolone? There you go. You got it. You got the provolone right here, right? Um, this is your first. This is your first asterisk. Yes, Ronald. I was hoping for something. Yeah, we ain't ready. We ain't done yet. No, we ain't done yet. All right. No. You got to top it with the with the American. All right. Okay. Now. Okay. We're back on track. We're yeah. Back. Yeah. 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 That, that now I like the strat on the two different cheeses and the two slices. Now you absolutely. Oh wait a minute. That looks like we got a third cheese coming along here. No, this this is for the family. You know what I'm saying? So they're vegan free. So uh, I mean they're vegan. So Ooh. they they got they're they're dairy free. So I got to go with the vegan cheese. Oh, for the I, family. You, I was gonna say vegan. Well, you're you're making the wrong dish. <laughs> <niche. laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hold on. No, this is this is for the kids, man. The rest of the family. I got. Let me bring it back here. Hold on a second. So you mean to tell me you're making all this good 
is good mm-hmm. food and the family's vegan breaks my heart oh no no, no, bro. no, no you meant they're dairy they're dairy like i think yeah, you meant dairy, yeah, dairy but it's you know it's called vegan cheese it's dairy free well, no, I respect I, that. I, I, yeah. I apologize because I, I, I heard family's vegan. I was like, what? No, he did say that. Oh, wait a sec. Whoa. <laughs> you did not just spatula scoop the He's grease on sure top enough. of the cheese. I mean, you, you got you got to you got to make it make it melt, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about flavor. It's all about flavor, and it helps it melt even better. You you gonna put some blue cheese on that thing or what? No, no. Now wait a minute, because I know we're getting to a part of the we're getting to a part of the segment of which the burger process for Rev goes. He's about to pull out a, a move that I that I very much respect. That is very very seldomly done in this in this game. What's that? You know what I'm talking about, Rev? Talk talk me through it. Well, first of all, the, I believe he's putting the thing back on top of the cheese. I mean, is it not going to stick? Yeah, it helps it, it, no, no, man, it helps the milk. Okay. Um, yeah. No, so Rev's gonna have he's gonna do something in a minute here, that to me is a real veteran move. I mean, you're really not your amateur is not going to do this next move. And I see you guys talking this next move up like it's gonna be something special. Yeah, wait a minute, and it better be. What's going on? He's got that wasn't no. Wait a minute, that wasn't it. But I forgot about the bacon. I forgot. <laughs> so that yes, fantastic. Uh-huh. But I don't know what movie you're talking about, baby. I think you do. I'm just going to wait for you to do it. I'm, oh, I, think I'm, I think I know what you're talking about. I think you do know it, yes. I think I know. He better do it. He, if he doesn't, I, I've already hyped it up way too much. And he better do it because he was talking a fat game about it the last time, and it got me excited. Well, and if he doesn't, guess <laughs> what? He's removed from the damn stream. You better do the movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Rico, about. I got, you know what I'm Rico, I got a... Uh... I got my uh, mouse on the remove. If he doesn't do it, <laughs> you better you have that mouse on the remove. You're permaband. You yeah, permaband. Oh gosh. Well, listen, he's he's loading that bacon up real good. So yeah, I, I, I got no problem with that. I mean that that is not that is not missing any bacon. That's for sure. I think I'm just gonna be waiting for the for the reactions of Rico and Bot here. I know what you're looking for, man. But these are all singles, baby. No, 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 no. Well, I wouldn't have minded that, but that's not what yeah. I'm looking for. Although that really okay. would have that would have definitely taken it to another level, but that wasn't what. Yeah, I was. so you got you got to tell me, Max. I don't know what you're talking about. Because I, I I was waiting for the double. Oh, you were. Oh, so we I, weren't I, even on I, the same. I, I guess we were because right screen, now I'm going to give him like 20 more seconds because it's getting down to the wire here where it needs to happen or it's just not going to happen at all. What you got, man? What you got? Knows it, man. Bacon on every single bite. Let's go, man. Right. Zipa, I, I don't know. I don't know what you're looking for, man. So you're done here, then? Is that what you, well? Before I get into it, you're so you're telling me you're done. This is all, the process is over. Yeah. So they're singles. Yeah, this one. Yeah, these, these. Yeah, these are done, man. No, I can't leave them on too long. Meat's done. I'm talking. Is this is the process done? Yeah. Well, I got a sausage, man, but I gotta I gotta go in the kitchen for that. What? Well, he just said the sausage for his lady. Yeah, I got no. I got, no, not sausage. Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. Not too. Not too. too. And the sauces. What is, what is it? Tell me, tell me what you what you looking for, man. Thank you. I got Alan coming in. I got Mister. We got we got a lot of vets in here who know what I'm talking. Oh, about. Sam. Where? The bun, yeah, the, hey, hey. Rev. The buns. The buns I've cooked inside, man. I already got those toasted. God. Oh, you you pre-toast. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already got them butter toasted, man. Yeah, yeah. That's done inside. I was waiting to see them things. Oh, you want to? You, know, you want to set me? <laughs> <laughs> this guy. 
No, yeah, yeah. I already got that process done, right. man. I'm sorry as about that. You did it already because I really thought that you you were kind of, you know. You know what? I would have loved to see skimping out. Posted, especially on a griddle. You have a griddle like that. You got to put the buns to the side and let that let that. Exactly. And you want to know what's crazy, yeah. Rico, about this Blackstone? Mm. You can change the temp of each side. So oh, one yeah. side you can have those bones. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I had to. You, you can't tell it's four me. Burners, man. It's four burners, man. It's four burners. I have to go and talk to the lady right now and say, F the smoker, I'll get the griddle. The no. griddle I'll do. Look at this, man. You can change the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. That's what I want. Mean. Uh, yes. Oh my God. Yes. Ding, diggity, bing, bing, diggity burgers. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Ding, diggity burgers. No, Golly. Lev, what's the side dish, man? I know you're not just going in there empty-handed on that plate. Oh no, I got, the, I got the fries already, 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 already cooked up. Man. Rev fries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Now, yeah, when I you're was, at home, are you air frying those, or what's the what's no, the? No, man, they deep fry, baby, deep fry. You got the mini deep fryer in the house? Yeah, I got yeah, I got a deep fryer in the house, man. So hey, so so these burgers are ready to come off. I don't want to leave them on any longer before they burn. I'm gonna go ahead and, and uh and transfer them to the buns inside, and I'll come back with the finished product. Well, listen, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> hold How on. long is that gonna be? <laughs> Yo, my How long you want to show? I mean, you really just squatted in an apron. You ain't gonna play us like that. First and foremost, Rev, I gotta listen. Appreciate you, bro. You came through. Hey, with man, you can't, my man Rev came through with it, and uh, I was hoping that you were gonna slide one of them patties on top of the other patty. That's what I was hoping for. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, these are the singles, man. These are singles tonight. Yeah, you'll bump that yeah, single, man. You, you gotta go with the double. Double patty. Oh yeah, I, I know it. I know it, man. But it's late. It's late. But listen, I appreciate Rev. you, man. And I'm gonna let you go handle your yeah, family. Yeah, that that was. I need that made my damn night. Thank uh, you, Rev. Yo, Rev, you gotta get sponsored by Blackstone now. You you're selling hey. like thirty of them tonight. Let for all the BF listeners, on, and you're gonna probably hey. sell like we already know. Rico. You're gonna sell like five to Rico. Yeah. Rico's gonna buy one and give him uh, Rico give like four to his friends. Hey, this thing is a game changer, man. Yeah. Me, you telling me, yo, yeah. forget the smoker. I thought I was gonna, I was all in on smoker. Forget about the brisket and the smoker. Man, you can cook everything on this thing. Breakfast, pancakes. Hold on, eggs, you know whatever what? you want. Rico, time out. You know Steak. what? Hold on. I, I'm hold on. I'm about to blow your mind. Ah, that's. So I'm great. gonna show. Hey, I'm gonna dip real quick. Let me go. Let me go take his off. Rev, yo, Rev, listen. <laughs> Rev, Rev, do you take oh. off already? Rev, listen. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, put these on on the bun, man. I'll yeah, be right before back. you leave, because I know they're gonna burn up a little bit. But before you leave, let people know. The apron, you got a business, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. burgers, people know what's good. You can't just sit there and just yeah, I got you. act the damn fool and not put a double patty on that. I'm disappointed in that. And you didn't give you didn't give my man Z yeah. about his funds. But in all, in all seriousness, my man Rev has got his own business, the homemade burgers, wings and things. Love it. Rev, keep up the good work, baby. Rev. Appreciate it, man. Food truck coming soon. <laughs> my man said, Yo, Rico, my man's meat is burning, man. Let him get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I turn the, I turn the heat down, baby. It's good. It's good. All, All right, guys. I'll see y'all later, man. Peace, bro. Okay, you ready? You ready for this? Because I'm, I'm already getting. I already got a nice little intro into what I'm going to get at here in a second. Um, uh, who said it? Who said it? Uh, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Why said it? Cooking breakfast is actually fun on those. So, 
I'm about to show you the promo video I made for the Blackstone Rico, and it gives you a perfect example of just of just the capabilities. But the breakfast element is the one that really, you know, it really takes it to a whole other level. Wait till you see, you know, just how far we really we we really went ahead and and, and took this thing. You know, wait one second, hold on, because I want to show you how many eggs we put on this thing. I uh, now see now you got me excited now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Here we go. You ready? Here we go. Here's my promo video for the uh, for the Blackstone. Hey guys, it's Danny's Kitchen Sink on Way Day. It's the craziest 48 hours we are ever gonna have because we've got some big discounts. Should have bought it then, Rico. Should have bought it during Way Day from Wayfair. You can make on anything in my product drawer. We're going to jump straight in and have a look at one of the best deals of the day. It's $60 off the 28-inch Blackstone flat top grill. This is an amazing price because guess what else you get? A bigger saving because you also get free shipping. Big ticket item, big percentage off, and then you get the free shipping. It makes it so much sweeter, the deal. The Blackstone 28-inch flat top grill is the most versatile and unique way to be cooking this year. The 28-inch cast-iron oh, yeah. seasoned flat top allows you to cook Dude, whatever we whipped you up. want. We the went versatility off. is unbelievable. Everyday grills limit you to what you can cook. Generally, you can only cook meat. But look what we can do on the flat top. We can do vegetables. We can do bacon. Look at the size of this. I've got a whole carton of eggs on the top of the flat top, and then I've still got room for bacon and the vegetables. It's unbelievable. But also with the size of the flat top, you get a beautiful compact structure that has a great storage. That's the thing, it is, it is pretty small. Anywhere. And the great thing about the Blackstone 28 inch flat top grill is the simplicity. All you gotta do is connect your propane tank. What is it? And ignite your flame and then you it, get it to works start right out of the box. You literally but do here's nothing the with that. Beautiful thing. What you see is a dual burner, and you actually have control of the temperature. Here we go. So I was telling you about so as you are turning the dial high or low, you can oh, also no. choose to have one side of the grill as a warming station and the other side of the grill to be the cooking station. Oh, and the ease of the control of this brilliant grill. The Blackstone 28-inch flat top grill is the <laughs> ultimate outdoor cooking solution. I cooked up a bunch of stuff today that I wouldn't even imagine the cooking outside. But then this is the great thing. You can still do your dog's your burgers, your wings, whatever you want. You're definitely going to want one of those in your backyard this summer. And today is the day to get it. It's $60 off with free shipping. Now that, now let me just tell, let me just tell you this. That video doesn't even do this thing justice. You really can just tee off with this thing. You can do anything. Like, and the thing is too, you don't, you don't, like, you know how you cook a burger on the grill, whatever. You don't lose what you get from the grill. Because no. it's a skillet, like at all. But on top of that, you can also do, like we we were making pancakes out outside with that thing. Dude, the one thing I noticed they didn't do on there, and I don't know how good it would be, would it be a steak? Could you could you do a good steak on a griddle? You could. You could do anything. The reason we did yeah. the the stuff we did there is just to kind of show the different stuff mm. you can do. But I don't think there's anything you couldn't do, really. Listen, you might have, we might have to hit a black and be like, yo, watch this clip. I'll tell you, we got a lot of Bills fans. I love to grill. Well, we were doing that for Wayfair because they—that's who we do business with. And the what somebody commented in here, the big thing for that one was the free shipping on it, right? Because big. that thing is huge. But dude, and you want to know what? We got another one. They make two of them. 
They got that one, and they also have one that doesn't have the wheels and stuff, so you can just pick it up kind of like a serving tray and just, dude, you bring it anywhere. Bill's tailgate. And all you do, Rico, with that one, you just screw on a little propane canister on the side, and you're, and you're on your way. Well, here, here's how effed up this was, because uh, before we get out of here, yo, you got me all juiced up now. I'm going to start looking all over the place for this. Uh, but I was even going to go as far as I went to. Uh, you guys may not have it in, in the States. It's, it's Leon. It's like a furniture store that has all these appliances and so on and so forth. Anyway, long story short, I was about to go and grab like a griddle that goes on top of your stovetop, a little mm. tiny thing, and let it heat up from underneath and go from there. But I'm like, I can't do that. I need the real deal. And that Blackstone was not a joke. So I listen, man. You got me. Well, the thing with that is too, and you can, and this is how you can convince the lady, because not only can you do that stuff, but you're also going to be able to do the stuff that you were thinking about doing with the smoker. Now I get it; it's not the smoker, but I think the best way to kind of you know add that the sweetener to the convincing is the fact that you can kind of you can wear both. You can wear both. Z, but like, listen, oh, Z, but you, you sold me already. And then the, the beautiful thing was, I was like, wait a minute, he's got a griddle. Rev was sitting on a griddle doing a smash burger. What? And not for nothing. I mean, he, he wouldn't, I don't think he'd do it on anything but the best because he takes that. I mean, you see him, man, he gets into that. When you get up food with Rev, man, he get he go, he's like me talking about whatever. Dumb listen. stuff. I'll tell you right now, Evan is a young buck. You know what I mean? I don't know if he, if he, if he show if he throws down in the kitchen, but Ev, when you start, not really. Man, when you do, you're going to be as excited as we are. Right now, you're just like, eh, it's whatever. But when you well, do, you'll be just as excited. Yeah. So my dad actually just bought one of those Blackstones. We have it out at my camping. And my camper out there. Uh, ask Daddy to get on the freaking grill. I think he uh, actually made some steaks uh, the other the other week or so. They're, they were pretty good out on the uh, Blackstone. Bacon flavored pancakes? What? You, you never know. had that? You, you never, never had, had that? that? I, 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 no, I, I, not bacon. Oh, hold on. Oh, 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 oh. The finished product. Let's see it, Rev. Uh, Let's give him a... Uh, hungry, hungry. Oh, kid. there we go. Oh, he's got the to-go box. He's, he's shipping that out to Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he wasn't lying. Got a buns. There you, you go. Get, get no, we got a crisp on that. I don't want any soggy. I, I, oh, baby, it's crisp. It's crisp, man. You can't look. look. Scratch, you, scratch it for me so I can hear the crack. Like a hockey puck. Like a hockey puck? Gosh, yeah, that'll, do, that'll do. Yeah, I, you I, can't I, hear it. I can tell, though. I can tell. It's not, it's not streaking or anything. Yeah. <laughs> you caught that. It's got to be the scratch of uh, Zach's beard. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got, I got my own sauce. So. Oh, man. Yeah, this, this, is, this is the spread. This is my, palm, my, my garlic Parmesan spread. So I, I load this up on both ends of the bone. You got you to... You See, the burger's got to be juicy, man, and full of flavor. I can't have a dry burger. Now, every time we talk to Rev about this, he definitely always emphasizes the fact that he double buns it when it comes to the sauce. Oh, you double bun? He, he sauces uh, it? Now, once again, the double the double bun spread, when did you come up with that, and, and when was it, you know, that it really hit you? Like, that's the strategy. We're doing that every time. Man, it was just when I, when I started doing it, man. It's because... Especially if you got a, if you got a good spread, yeah. you want it on both buns, man. You just don't want the you just don't want the bottom bun or the top bun. I mean, I gotta have it on both. That's you gotta be spreading me. your buns. 
you got yeah you got it's it's like it's like a PBJ man you know what I'm saying you, you got to put that on both buns you can't just have it on one. Rev, you need to stop your talking and take a damn bite of that damn burger. You've been you've been playing with that playing with <laughs> buns too much. I'm you getting it together, man. Too much. You take got a patient, baby. Take a bite, damn it. Take a damn bite. <laughs> oh, hold on. I ain't done yet. I ain't done yet. I know. There you go. All right. All right. All right. Now you're, you're really killing me with the angle here. I wouldn't mind getting a little closer. To, I see the fryer, by the way. Nice yeah. and back, loving that. Oh, he's got the he's got the T foul fryer. I got the same one. Good man. Whoa, 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 Rap, right. What is this? What is this? A kids meal? What's up with the fry portion there? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I told you it's late, man. Now, I want to believe that you serve your family in the to-go box to really give it the rev. That is amazing. Authenticity of the of the food truck style. I gotta tell you, man. Oh, oh yo, those are home fries. He, Dude, he, those fries he, look. Oh yeah, awesome. it's home fries, baby. Home, yeah. home cook, yeah, yeah. Hey, you didn't cut them myself, man. Yeah, those potatoes, man. Yo, <laughs> Rap, you have one of those levers you put the potato in and then pull down on? You, I know you do. No, he yeah. cut the, he hand cut those. He hand cut those. Oh, you hand cut them with a knife? These are these are home man. These, these are. I mean, he's he's in another homemade yeah, potatoes. Yo, take a bite of the damn burger, man. It's not what playing the hell, me. man. He eats rice first. You don't eat the fries. Eat the burger first, bro. <laughs> Let me see if I can get this a little closer, baby. I'm trying to do the zoom on my phone. From a great 89, Tom Thomas Sweeney. Tommy Sweeney put it in the request. Bro, I know people that eat fries before they eat the burgers. Stop that psycho business. Take a bite of the burger. I got you. Right on the you ready for it? Yeah. Let's go. Here we go. I got to tell you what. Get in there, boy. No. <laughs> Wait, yo. Get in where the buns? You got it. No, come on, man. Look. Come on, get take it, take it, take a bite of them buns. <laughs> Here we go, fam. Here we go. It's for y'all. There you go. There you go. Damn. That's a burger. There you go, Let's take a look. I gotta tell you, you know what? That's it good. kind of gives me a five guys look, and that's good because that's what you want. I feel like. He, he, he Rev did the damn thing. This this is a crust ring right here, of the, of the patty. Now, has the fam been served yet, or are you just are you kind of just saying screw it? I mean, <laughs> oh no, no, they're, they're eating, man. They're eating right now. No, see, I I was really hoping that maybe you were gonna send me up a, one or two of those in that box. No, nah, he's he ain't sending that. Oh, he's go. He's double doing. There you go. I I want to believe that Rev wakes up and puts that sauce on like a piece of toast in the morning before he starts his day. Listen, my man John says a hundred percent for presentation. You get a hundred, a hundred percent. No doubt, man. Then, Take a bow. Take a bow. Well, listen, you can I'll put that sauce on anything. No, Rev. Here's the problem: we keep really showcasing the hell out of these insane burgers, and the problem is there's no one that lives within about a thousand miles of you. I mean, we really need to get you up here. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. We we gotta get to a game, man. We gotta get to a game here. No, well, we gotta get right look at, look at. mortar is what we gotta do. Impressive. There you go. Look at any, that. Any look at that thing's gonna be inside the gonna be inside the battery of the phone. Dude, mm. let me tell you something, man. Not something about Bills fans, man. We we, we love our Bills. You know what I'm saying? Rev is cooking up burgers. We love the barbecue. 
Listen, it just works hand in hand. This is perfect. And you love and, and Bills fans love their beers. You know that sauce, let me tell you, man. That looks good. good. I mean, there won't, there won't be there won't be a morsel of that left in that bowl. And for good reason. Yeah, good, good now, shit. what do you do? Do you just make like three or four gallons of that on a Monday and then use it throughout the week and then re-up on another Monday? Or how do you do that? It's good now. It's got to be fresh. That's you got to be fresh, man. Damn. Yeah, well, Juan, you and me both, man. Come on, come on, Juan. I was just in Texas, too, and I didn't even get the, the, the rev food. Yeah, but Texas I didn't is stop by. Texas, are you in El Paso? Yeah, Austin. I'm, I'm, well, he's in El Paso. I'm that Western tip right before you get to New Mexico. Boy, don't talk to me about no tip. Pause with that. <laughs> you yeah. got to go to the look, tip look, if you want Rev's buns. I mean, that's I talk basically yeah, about. Talk about buns. At, tip. Well, look at the map. That Western tip that kind of goes like this on the end. That's where I'll pass away. Well, yeah. listen, man. Rev, you did it. Yeah, that's the way we you can cap the show. You yeah, you know what? You did it, man. You can cap the show off. And ultimately that, that you know, if we're if we're talking about training camp to put a bow on it, that's what a burger should look like, not the damn veggie burger. Look at those turkey burgers, man. Yeah, exactly. Thank nah. you, man. Yo, actually, nah. I saw a picture. I saw a picture of the turkey burgers in its in its in its plentiful uh fullness. No. Is it's a no. Yeah, Dude, did you no. see Tredavious White ate eleven of them in two days? I yeah. I, I saw that. I'm a, I'm like, dude, there's no way. Imagine if they got their hands on the Red Burger, man. These guys wouldn't even they wouldn't even be able to walk on the field. They're gonna be so loaded. No, they'd be out of shape. The downfall of the Buffalo Bills, the Rev Roads Burger. There you yeah, go, man. Yeah, yeah we man. can't have you do that, man, because you're gonna actually you're gonna screw us. Or nobody's gonna be able to play. Absolutely. And the, and the bacon, Applewood smoked bacon. Well, I wouldn't expect oh. that. I, I, I didn't yeah. think you threw a, some of that Oscar Mayer in the microwave, you know? Let me put it this way. Rev, if, if we can make it to game one, if we yeah. can make it to game one, you need to bring us. I don't care what you got to do. If you the, you mean saran wrap that thing real good, <laughs> bring us a damn burger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, have them cook out of the tailgate. Yeah. Have them cook out of the tailgate. We'll yeah. bring them a Blackstone and have them cook out live at the tailgate. You guys bring the Blackstone. We'll go shopping before the game. I'll smash some burgers, man. And we'll, real, we'll do real, real question. I know a lot of folks. Are you a lean, lean ground beef type of guy? Oh, that's a great cold? question. Thank you. I love the face. Are you, nah. you all certified USDA nah. choice? I do that, but no, nah, man. I like, I do 80-20. Oh, you do 80-20? 80-20. Okay. Yeah, now, yeah. If you were to throw that on the scale, what are we, what are we weighing out to? Because I know you're smashing them. They're a bit thin. Mm. About a quarter pound. All right, I'll take a quarter pound. Yeah, I think maybe we want to, we might want to bump that up to a third when we get to the Bills tailgate, but I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, Yo, I'm telling you, man, they're they're, they're feeling. They my are man, feeling. EJE, man, he's been a long time follower, man. So Yo Rico, man, Rev is right by me, man. I'm heading down to him asap. Are oh, you in New Mexico? Find him. Yeah, find yeah, him right there. There you go, man. Listen, I mean, man, I, we've been rolling for about two hours now, bro. So we're gonna let your ass go, dude. I we forgot about time you. after watching this whole thing. We appreciate I, you, man. We're yeah, man. Enjoy, enjoy the family. Take one more bite. Thank for you, man. bud. Thank you, dude. One more, one more bite for the road. Cheers. Make it count. Rev Roads. <laughs> Make it count. And he's gone. Man, that not, looks awesome. He's out of here. No, I mean, you know, he want to go to Five Guys now. Yeah, it does. You know what? With Rev, I just noticed uh, he's not a double biter. No, he's not. He's a single biter. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You, <laughs> you know how you can do the double bite? The double bite is just you're doing too much. You do double bite. Well, what's what for? It, you're coming back to the same burger. You don't need to finish it in one bite. Chill out. One bite, pull out. You know Spoke like Especially with those buns. One bite, everyone knows the rules. 
No, you're showing greed. You're showing greed. Unless no. you got two or three more. We are American, Rico. Okay. That's spoken <laughs> like a true Canadian. We over here, we will triple bite it if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> you're a damn fool. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys tuning in with us. We talked a little bit of football. We talked to some good heartfelt <laughs> moments. Caroline <laughs> says Zeba would eat through a damn foam. Again, man. She knows. I bet he eat through anything else too, as as well. But anyway, we're gonna move on to the Folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We gave you a little bit of everything, some heartfelt moments, some football talk. And the thing that we all love is food, the love for food. And uh, my man Rev just came through, man. And how dare someone triple bite into something? That's just that's just ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. But I, mean, you know I feel like, you know how, like, when they say in the Chinese culture, when you slurp the, the soup, it means you're, you're showing that you love it? I would say in the American culture, the triple bite, the more you bite it in a single bite, the more you love it. A triple bite. Yes. I like that. Now, when I get the red burger in hand at the Ralph, I might even quad bite it, Rico, depending on <laughs> depending on what we got going on on that Blackstone. Is it is it maybe I'm just a weirdo, but do you have you guys do you sometimes will will shove a few fries in a burger? Just to really no. really no. I've not done it. Oh, yeah, I've done it. No. Oh man. I'll I'll shove a few few extra fries in that now, bitch and, and really and really have myself a time. I don't know if the Canadian culinary culture has, has gotten to this point of um, gluttony like we have up here. Do you do you put the fried egg on there? The what? The fried egg on the burger? Fried egg? I'm what? sorry. There's no way this is the first time you're hearing this, Brand. I would never. A fried egg on a burger? Those things are separate. Do not. Dude, there's no way we're do doing this again. How right was I the last time we got into a tip about what I was telling you is good <laughs> for you? And it was. A fried egg? Ooh, yeah, I don't know what that you had that? Uh, I've never had it, my friend. Evs off, Evs off in, in Wonderland here. <laughs> Have you ever put the fried egg on the burger? No. God, you guys are making me look like a damn fool out here. Yeah, he Raleigh says, yo, bro. Thank you. He Raleigh, you're the man. Thank you. Renaissance. No, I've never even done the right the the fries in the burger. Well, I mean, you know. Is, is that the Royale with cheese? No, the Royale with cheese is the quarter pounder in England. Ah, gotcha. Pulp fiction. Got it. Now, That's what I'm bringing it up for. <laughs> um, huge fried egg in the burger guy. Mm. In fact, Caroline, she'll even go as far as to fry the egg for me. That's how... I mean, that's just in, in, you know, that's how you show love here. You fry, you fry the egg and put it on the burger. Wow. I can't believe you haven't even heard of this. I understand if you haven't tried it. Fried egg on a burger. I, I, well, you I, want to know what you said earlier that I kind of let you walk on a little bit and somebody brought it up here. Now, King Cam, I don't know if you're saying that in, in, in a good light, but Rico did say this earlier. Why are you doing that? You're taking away the flavor. Am I though? Because if you don't, I'm not asking you to douse the burger with barbecue sauce, a brush. A barbecue sauce. All right, okay, know? wait a minute. You're talking about like maybe how you would brush the, the like ribs? Br brush? I'm not saying to, to like, come on. That, now you're just eating barbecue. Do you want burger with your wait barbecue? That's not what I'm saying. So, so you, would get the, you would get the little culinary paintbrush out and do that? Absolutely. Just All right, I'm fine with that. The big difference. When you said barbecue, I thought you were talking about putting it on there like you would ketchup. No, 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 no. You brush it because you still want to taste the flavoring. Well, I mean, all that work you did by seasoning the meat, you're just going to throw it away by putting barbecue. Just brush a little barbecue and call it a day. Now, throwing an egg on that? Ah, I don't know. You got you. I might have to try it. Just like we went to Arby's and I had to try out Arby's and make sure that I needed to be there. I might have to try the freaking fried egg on a burger. 
You know what Evan told me today, by the way, speaking of Arby's, we were just kind of sitting there in the bleachers and we kind of like a moment of silence and Evan just looks at me and he goes, I got to tell you, man, I really regret not going to Arby's with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just know, Evan, you missed out, bro. You missed out. I was like, oh my god! I literally told him, I go, dude, I'll never forget that as long as I live. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this though. We we were just in a place called Bridgewater. Remember, I told you there's a place that's about an hour and a half away that's got an yes, yeah. I was in Bridgewater, and I was I was I was like, oh, I'm tender, but we were so cut on time. I just wanted yeah. to just go in there. Even the wife, the wife was like, you got to take a picture if you go there. I was like, ah, we don't time, no time. But it's I was so funny to me what that that it, it got to the point. Where you even got the wife asking, telling you you got to take a pick. Well, what, how did this happen? I will never know. I said, the draft weekend ruined us. Dude, I, listen, it's just, it, I don't know what happened. It's just our Arby's became a topic of conversation. It, and uh, we found ourselves eating. And we uh, ran with you, it. You had a beef and shed. <laughs> God, I went nuts. <laughs> we had those horrible wings. And uh, it was great. Time. <laughs> I mean, the, the wings were the worst I've ever had in my life. Oh, man. I'm other you. than other than the Hooters in Toronto, but I, you know, I told you that story. Steam buns. How do you feel about that? I'm out on that. Wait, is he talking about the steam buns from like like uh, in, in a at an Asian restaurant? Or are we uh, talking about steaming the buns for the burger? I'm not. I'm not opposed to a steam bun. Maybe for, maybe for a hot dog, a glizzy, if you will. But a steam bun, I'm indifferent. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating it, Darth. I, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. yes. I was on your burger. Yes, potato I'm chips. No, chips. Potato chips. No chips. Oh, listen. On a nice sandwich. Yo, you Ooh. got me. You got me. Like I was trying to get off this thing, but you guys got me into food talking, and we still doing it. We still got 150 people watching with us. Chips, though. I someone put me on that. Doritos. Game over. Doritos. With Doritos. Doritos. Nacho cheese. Just nacho cheese Doritos. I'm a, Are I, you ranch if you? Are you a picky eater? Very. Me? Okay. See, this all no, makes sense. No. Very. This is why this makes sense. Don't okay. bring, don't bring me coleslaw. Don't bring oh, me. Oh yeah, true coleslaw. Don't bring me lettuce. I, I don't, I don't do Ooh, that. No, you know lettuce? this all makes sense now, and it's fine that you don't like it now. I get it. I thought you were just, I thought you were just like, what the hell? But picky eaters, I, I've been around with some picky eaters in my day. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It is a, it's a real, it's a it's damn real thing. thing. I've like, gotten used to it by now. So you can't, you can't invite me to your crib if you're like, hey, we'd like to yeah, have yeah. you for dinner. I can't be the guy that says, oh, what are we having for dinner? Just so I'm sure and mm. know. So you got to I'm out. You got a brown bag to the dinner party? I, I'm going to find a way. I'll, I'll be like Jerry Seinfeld. And, and Oh, my <laughs> God. The mutton. <laughs> He's putting the mutton in the pockets. <laughs> the, dog's chasing, the dog's chasing your wife Absolutely. down the street. That's me. Yeah. Oh, it's really good. Uh-huh. Those are yeah. grandma. Those are grandma mimas. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, gentlemen, great show. Always fun times to get with you guys. We should always do oh, it. Gosh, this was a uh, I will be in um I'll be away doing some family things. Oh, by the way, for anybody that lives in Alabama, I'm actually gonna go visit my sister in Alabama at the end of the at the mm, end of the I've month. never been. I'm going to Alabama. So who's in Birmingham? Whoever's in Birmingham, hit me up. I'll be there. Uh, my sister lives in where? Where she live at? Hoover, Hoover, Hoover City. I don't know if that's the thing, but anyways, hit me up, man. I'll be, I'll be at the, uh, I'll be in Alabama at the end of the month, so uh, we will do it up. But folks, have yourself a fantastic, freaking great night. Uh, camp football, Stefan Diggs signing autographs, food talk, Rev showing. Oh, hey, 
scrimmage tomorrow night, by the way, for the Bills. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be able to be there, but I won't be there. But I'm going to try to make my way to try to watch it. Um, or at least, at least it's not televised, right? It's like, no, I wish, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to hearing some stuff. Make sure to keep us uh, apprised of, I want to know what's going yeah, on. I'll probably, I'll probably end up running the BF Twitter, but man, yeah, that yeah. connection in that stadium sucks. So yeah, good sure luck does. trying to get some. Well, the whole thing's made out of cement. Way. I mean, it's just one big bomb shelter in there, you know? Yes, sir. We're going to, we're going to have to find a way, man. Evan, hold it down tomorrow, my G. And, uh, we will do this again next week. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, you got my man. Z-Bot in the corner. You got my guy, Evan, to the right. Um, and he's going to be holding it down tomorrow at camp. You guys enjoy the rest of your evening. And until next time, we will check you guys on the flip side. On three, should we say go Bills? Cringe? Up go to you. Up to you. <laughs> go Bills, baby. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. He's officially a go Bills guy. Yeah, go Bills guy. I'm officially that guy. Blah, cringe. We'll talk to you guys on the flip side. And you guys have a fantastic night. Peace. Peace. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.